PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 365 of Cinema Crespo. I'm your host, Chris Crespo. You know what's going on. It's that thing where we sit and eat cookies in the studio and tell you how great they are. This week's cookie, the rainbow cookie, subtle layer cookie, a fiesta for the eyes and the taste buds obtained from Alfonso's pastries on Victory Boulevard, set down in New York, made all the way down here to... Oh, the juice cock. What did you think of that cookie? It was delicious. Delicious cookie. Yeah, it was good. The other thing is, mm-hmm. death is coming. So there you go. And, uh, and highly recommend. Highly recommend. Death is coming. Very fast. Cookie death. Check out your cookie death. Juice cock. How are you doing? Chris Crespo, I'm doing well. Welcome to the show. Let's get that mic. That mic's so yeah. off center there. Yeah. It's like not a. I mean. Someone else here. I'm, I'm, I'm here. You are here. So I appreciate that. That's a good thing. Welcome. Right? Welcome to existence. Correct. You've made it for another day. <sighs> another another cycle around the sun. Hey, your birthday's coming up. Yeah, it is. Anyone want to uh anyone want to give Drew a birthday present? His Venmo is go ahead, what is it? Not gonna happen. What's your your cash app? No. No? Amazon wish list? Uh-uh. You want people to buy his stuff? No, thank you. Really? So selfless. No, not selfless. Just, you know, never really did the birthday thing. So, I mean, when I was a kid, it was, yeah. But w- once I hit, like, 13 or 14, it mm. was just kind of over. But it's not so much doing the birthday thing as, as getting people to get you stuff. Yeah, but I don't need stuff. I, I, I got plenty of stuff. You don't need stuff. I don't need stuff. You don't you want, like, another fun go? No. Actually, I really don't. Like, stuff like that, like, I that can be kind of addictive for me don't you want yeah don't you want like another like i don't don't need to feed that beast anymore feed the beast don't you how about i get you a thing of black shelving i already have back cubes no empty though no then you have to film no i'll get you one funko i don't want it'll be sitting there like damn this the shelf looks so empty with one funko oh i will delight have to get i will delightfully give it back to you you can't have no place for it not my problem. It's a gift for you. You can't re- you can't give it back. I mean, your birthday's only a couple weeks after mine. I can give it right back. No, that's not that's not how it works. You oh, can't be doing that. I can. You can't just give me back the gift we, that I we, gave you. We are discussing it right now. You got to give me a different gift. So now you know what's going to happen. You got to give me a margarita maker. I'm not giving you a margarita maker. I want a margarita maker. I don't give a fuck what you want. I want a Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville brand margarita <laughs> maker. Well, you get that. Get it for me mm-hmm. for my birthday. Mm-hmm. And that will guarantee you, I don't you get wanna, one for yours. I don't want to give that to you for your birthday. You're not going to use it. You're not going to give it back to you for yours. Exactly. That's why I'm going to get you. And then you'll have one. That's why I'm going to get you the black cube shelf. I don't want it. <laughs> don't want with, any of it. With the copy of Watchmen. No. <laughs> I don't want any of it. Keep it all away. It's going to look good. It's I good. have too much crap as is. It's going to look good in your home. It's going to look good in your home. I need less things, Chris, not more. Less. Okay, I'll get you a storage unit. 
it's not going to help anything. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, going to put stuff in there, and then it feels like you have less stuff. No, but I still have the same amount of stuff. It's just in different places. But it's out of sight, out of mind. I, need, I just need less stuff, period. I'll pay for one year's worth of storage. And then on the 13th no, month, you. instructions for the bill will be, will be sent to you. Nope. Please forward all you give invoices awful. to. All these gifts that you think you're giving me are awful. I think they're... Th- you say awful, I think thoughtful. Well, you're wrong. So, you know, that's cool. All, all, I think they're awfully thoughtful is what it is. I think, once again, I think you're wrong. You think I'm wrong? Let's put up to a vote. Uh, if you're listening at home, is it just awful or is it awfully thoughtful? Text one for yes, two for no, and we'll tally up those votes and we'll determine at the end of the episode who is right and who is wrong. Uh, Drew, we didn't go see a movie this weekend because the only new movie that came out was The Grudge. Yes. Can you pull up the grudge on oh, Rotten Tomatoes? I barely even Ooh, remember. 18%. Oh, my goodness gracious. Seriously? 1-8. Dull and derivative, mm-hmm. the rebooted grudge wastes a talented cast and filmmaker on watered-down scares that Damn. may leave viewers nursing grievances of their own. Damn. I'm nursing a grievance, and my grievance is towards the new people who made the grudge. I barely remember the original grudge, and it was a hit. Didn't, wasn't Sarah Michelle Geller in it? I didn't see it. You, you even see the grudge? I wasn't in. The, I, I was more. You didn't get caught up in the ring craze? I, I think I saw. I might have seen the original grudge. The Japanese one. The Japanese one. Okay. That, that I probably saw. Okay. I didn't, because there was a, a time there where I was like yeah. heavy into all that Japanese all import stuff. stuff. Yeah. J- Juwan. Exactly. That's what it was called. So Juwan. that I might have seen, but all these American remakes are just not for me. Never have been. Yeah, sure. The only one that was good was The Ring. The one that kicked off the, fr- the, yeah. the, the craze, mm-hmm. really. Gore Verbinski's The Ring. One of the few good PG-13 horror films. After was the grudge was popular, but not as good, and this one seems to be even less liked. Um, Dark Waters, remember that one with Jennifer Connelly? That was even, I think, the same Japanese filmmaker no, even came to America and just remade it. Um, it did not work. Takashi Miyake made his mainstream version of this type of movie, One Missed Call, mm-hmm. and then that got remade as an American version. Yes. Um, I saw the Japanese one because it, it was Miyake. Mm-hmm. A lot, of, a lot of wet hair. Again, it's wet hair. There's cell phones and wet hair. What was the other one? And then there was another one very popular. Um, well, I don't know how popular it was. Do you remember the... Um, ended with the airplane that was crashing. Shiver? Sliver? Squiver? No. No. Damn it. It's not. Damn it. No. It's killing me now that I can't think of the name of this fucking movie. And I remember watching the original. Like, I rent it or on DVD, watch it on my laptop in my room, and, uh, like, with my headphones on, like, man, this movie's creepy, scary, really good, and then going to see the American remake in the theater, like, damn, this sucks. Yeah. This sucks. It's so bad. Uh, So we didn't see The Grudge. No. So we'll just, uh, instead, we'll jump straight into our media diets, what we saw this week. What I did see this week was, um, well, first off, Crespo Hundo 2020 begins, Mm -hmm. right? So we got uh, uh, when people know that they can follow along on, on the Facebook group. And there's the, the Twitter. There's the Instagram. Hashtag Crespo Hundo 2020. Hashtag really works for the Instagram group and the, mm-hmm. the Twitter group more than Facebook. 
Uh, a lot of people participating this year. We'll see how much you have, how many uh, hang on and actually do it, and who falls off and who picks up uh, further on the year, et cetera, et cetera. But Crestman Hundo 2020 is underway, and I watched Jumanji. And what do you think about it? Welcome to the Jungle. Oh, it's fine. No, just like you said, it's a fine movie. It is. It's it's got jokes. Mm-hmm. Some of them I remember from seeing the trailer the first time yeah. marketed two years ago. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, so yeah, this is fine. Like I get why no. why it made so much money, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, no one no one raved about it, but everyone seemed to like it, and, no. I, and I got it because it was good enough. It was good enough. Yeah. I got it. It's a family movie. It's got a couple of surprises. It's got some good humor. Um, it was a pretty well thought out update of what Jumanji could. Yes, do. got a couple of decent surprises. This, the, the thing at the end where they find the kid from the 90s in the game, mm-hmm. but then when he got sent back, they're like, oh, no, what's he going to go back to? Well, he just went back to his the spot where he got kicked back out. Oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. And then they found him when he was all grown up. I was like, yeah. ah, perfect. Yeah, oh, look, it's Colin it's Hanks. Hanks. <laughs> Colin Hanks cameo. Fun. Great. Uh, so I thought I thought it was fine. And what did I watch it on? I watched it on the like stars or something. Mm-hmm. And then I went from there to uh, the theater. Not immediately. It was like two or three days but uh, pretty close together, I saw Jumanji, the next level, and which you saw as well. Yes. And what did you say? N- not as good. Yeah, I was okay. yeah, not as good. I mean, the shtick of the different characters playing Danny DeVito's and uh, what's his face? Danny Glover. Danny Glover's the characters. Two Danny's, Danny yeah. and Danny. Yeah. yeah. The shtick with all of them playing the different characters sure. was fun. Yeah. But it. I don't think it was good enough to carry a whole fucking movie. Like, they mixed it around a little bit. They could have, I think, mixed up the personalities even more if they wanted to. They mm-hmm. found a device to do so, and they could have really played with that. And did not. Uh, they didn't play with it so much. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I thought Dwayne Johnson was fun doing that shtick, but it does, like, get old after a while. I thought Aquafina did it the best. She was awesome. Yeah, the way she was hunched over and everything. <laughs> I thought she was fantastic in it. Um, and uh, I mean, yeah, everyone was fine. I think it was actually beneficial to see the two movies so close together because it was good because it was just jumping right back into the characters yeah. and their relationships and stuff. And uh, so all that worked, and yeah, that was fine. It had some surprises that actually weren't in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So good for them, yeah. good for them riding a, a thing or two. And uh, yeah, when it was over, I was like, "This is this is perfectly whatever." <laughs> these these Jumanji movies are perfectly whatever. And when they make the third one, Jumanji, the final level yeah. or the final boss or whatever they decide to call, it, probably the final boss. See, that's why they should hire. Him. I mean, if they want to continue to do this, just they'll just do Jumanji 3D. Jumanji 3D. Uh, well, technically though, this is really Jumanji three. What they need to do is. <laughs> They need to tie this, find a way to now tie it into uh, uh, Zarathustra? Zathura? Come on. What was that one? Zathura. With with Dex Shepard. Thank you very much. No, I mean. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 In 3D. Jumanji in space in 3D. Jumanji 3D. D in space. Okay. Zathura. Yeah, that's fine. The adventure ends. But then, sure. be, but then begins but again. Then begins again. <laughs> uh, the end is the beginning. Is the beginning. The beginning is the, the beginning. Is the end. It's a cycle. Uh, I'll go see. I'll go see what they do. That's fine. Um, I went to a bombshell. That's the Roger Ailes is a creepy perv, but also uh, developed Fox News. So we did something right. Um, weird movie. Mm-hmm. Weird. Strange. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, was 
was Lithgow Lithgowing it up? Lithgow was very Lithgowy. You feel his humanity as he plays this monster. Okay. Um, I like that they didn't write him as a hundred percent creepy monster, horrible dude. Like, no. I mean, he is a bad person. Well, no, I mean, obviously, but at the same time, I mean, he's still human. There is a good side to him somewhere. Whether you know he loved his children or his wife or you know donated money to philanthropy or whatever. And the movie does explore his. Um, Different sides and facets, and doesn't try to make him just sort of two D yeah. thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, he's still a scumbag though. And that goes for everyone. Yeah, it goes for everyone involved. Uh, Megan Kelly, Gretchen Carlson, all these people who, uh, were like part of this beast, feed this machine for their own personal reasons, and then I don't know. It's weird how it's moving. Like these people are, uh, they uh, they handle all these venomous snakes, and then the snakes bite them, and then later they're like. These things bite me. This are biting me. This is bad. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, <laughs> I knew that from the get go. You're laying down with snakes. And now you mad? You getting bit by them? Not even laying down with them. It's like they went on TV and like these snakes are good as they're biting them. Yeah. Uh, it's just weird to be like it's a movie about these uh, ultimate kind of shitty people. Yeah. Like I'm not a Megyn Kelly fan, mm-hmm. but then Shelley Theron, she's so great as playing her and three hours of makeup a day. She said, "Wow, that's a." Shit ton of me. I mean, yeah, I mean, they almost completely reshaped the shape of her face. Her face. Like, it, the first time I saw it, I was like, that kind of look. Charlize, I was like, oh, that is. It was weird, But right? what did they do to her face? Yeah, it's like, what's going on here? It's like nose stuff. Uh, meanwhile, Nicole Kidman just looks like Nicole Kidman. Yeah. I think maybe they boost it up a little bit. And, uh, Margot and then Margot just Robbie is just uh, playing an amalgamation of people anyway. She's not yeah. even a real, uh, quote, a real person. Yeah. So... It's weird. So then there's this weird thing where it's mostly following Megyn Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Duplass plays her husband. Some rando guy who's just her supportive husband. And then his real life wife, Kate, Katie Anselton, she shows up in one scene to be able to tell Gretchen Carlson in a supermarket that her show's bad for America. Her show's bad for America. Cool. There's a weird thing about the movie because uh, Megyn Kelly is like, just trying to hold Trump to the same standard as everyone else mm-hmm. uh, she thinks would be expected. Yeah. And then she c- comes down on his bad side, and then she, he's tweeting badly about her for like a year. So everywhere she goes, there's people that are just like, in, not even in her face, but aggressively, they're just like saying Donald Trump, like Trump 16, yep. Trump 2016. And it's so infuriating watching this. Yeah. Oh my God, these fucking people are out there. <laughs> yes, they are. They really exist. And this is all before uh-huh. he won. Yep. So like they ended up being vindicated and their fucking horrible beliefs. That's another reason why the movie's hard to, hard to enjoy. Swallow. Yeah, because it's like, fuck. This is all too contemporary. But it's, a tr- I mean, it's, it's happening what, right now. It's what happened. It's what happened. <laughs> I don't need to be reminded of what happened. It sucks. It sucks what happened. And then it's not even about that. It's also about the... The whole Me Too stuff within Fox and all mm-hmm. that, and their own culture, and uh, it's it's interesting and weird. So it's a lot of impersonations and impressions. It's like, damn, it's like ninety nine percent Sean Hannity there. Look at this. Uh, it's weird how they got what's his name. Um, <laughs> there's there's this one lady who's there, not not Gret- Gretchen Carlson's obviously uh, Gret- Greta von Susteren. Mm-hmm. They got um, uh, 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 Scott Glenn to play her. It was really weird. <laughs> I mean, if it works. They put Scott Glenn in a wig and they have Greta Van, Su- Van Susteren. It's like, that's a strange looking person. Um, it's all like weird impersonations. Weird impersonations and impressions. Well, it's very strange. Yeah. It's very weird. And and then the movie itself, it's Jay Roach. He did like, uh, 
he's Mike Myers' boy, so he did uh, Austin Powers, and he did um, uh, 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 the Meet the Fuckers. He, so, he like Meet the Parents. He got that started. So he's a comedy guy. I was about to say. So it sounds like he's a comedy guy trying to do something serious. But he already did try something serious with Trumbo. Remember that one that came out a few years ago? No. Uh, Brian Cranston is Dalton Trumbo, and he gets blacklisted for being uh, during the the McCarthyism stuff. Oh yeah, and that one was another it was not one. Very good. Not very good. All filled with people doing impressions, yeah, and no, yeah, and stuff. So Jay Roach is doing it again with this one, and it's weird how it feels like because it's written by the guy who wrote the Big Short. Okay, so it has certain narrative devices that feel Adam McKay-ish. Mm-hmm. So now it feels like Jay Roach is just doing an Adam McKay movie. Okay, so, so then it's, we, so then it's a director doing an impression as well. It feels like that, and then, <laughs> he, then he throw Margot Robbie in there. Then it definitely feels like now it has connections to like the Big Short and stuff like that. Uh, so it's 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 a weird one. I can see why ahead of it coming out, it's positioned as like an awards contender. Yeah. Then after it comes out, a lot of people back off. Yeah, like no. They're like, yeah, maybe for the acting. Yeah. The actors are all good, but the movie itself is like, eh. it doesn't. Excuse me. Almost almost threw up on everything. This entire all almost with all of your electronics. We almost would have had to shut down the show for good. Yeah. Um. Not one can we wish. Oh yeah. I mean, one day I'll just kill myself. It'll be easier now. The um, movie just like scratches the surfaces of everything. Yeah, doesn't really get in there. Doesn't get in there. And so it's under two hours. Yeah. That was good, but maybe needed that extra time. It's a weird runner. How Megan Kelly keeps bringing up. She's like, I'm not a feminist, or like you're starting to sound kind of feminist. She's like, No, I'm not a feminist. But then she's like, But it's fucked up. What's happening to women? Yeah. So you kind of are. <laughs> so what? So it's just like I don't know, explore that kind of stuff. What it what that means to these people. What it means to be a conservative woman. That's something that baffles me. I'm, on Bumble and Tinder. Oh, conservative women? Yeah, no. when it's conservative, it's like, what, really? Mm-hmm. So you ever someone to, like, yell at you? What do you <laughs> I don't know what you mean. You, you want to do, you're fine with doing the same amount of work for less money? I guess that's fine. I guess? That's good for employers. I mean. Or you're a conservative woman. Yeah, I mean, as long as you're okay with it. If you're okay with it, apparently you are. Apparently you just don't believe that the wage gap is real. Um, It's okay. I don't know. Bombshells, whatever. It's unfortunate it's kind of a whatever movie. Okay. Uh, very middling. Very middling. On Netflix, I saw this movie called Sweetheart. It's a Bloomhouse low budge creature feature. And? Not bad. Not bad. It played at a Sundance last year where it got decent reviews and, and actually got pretty strong reviews if you look it up on... It's one of those things, Drew, where if you go to Rotten Tomatoes and you look up its score, it's like 94%. Mm-hmm. They look at the average rating. Six point six. Mm. So, so it's it's positive. It, it's a good movie. It's not that good. Yes, overall, <laughs> overall, everyone's like, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it could be better. Yeah. So, what it is, what it is, and the reason I even started watching it is because I like the setup. It's Castaway meets a, a monster movie, right? Okay. So, a girl and it's Kersey Lemons, Kersey's Kemmons, the girl from Dope. Okay. Right. Yeah. There's a trio. And yeah. The girl. She was playing a high schooler in that one, but she was really like 20-something. Yeah. She's like 25. So it works. Precisely. Um, so movie starts with her and some other guy washing up on a tiny little beach, like a small one of these tropical, deserted tropical islands, one of these deals where you can walk around it in like 10 minutes. And uh, he is pierced with a piece of coral, so he dies within the first couple minutes of the movie. So she's by herself. She's stranded. And then within like the first night or two, she realizes that even though she's on this deserted island, she's not alone. There's something here. (laughs) And there's some sort of monster out in the water. And um, it's obviously it's Bloomhouse. So, I mean, this thing must have cost 
conservative. Two million, one point five million to make. Uh, the creature, it's like a weird fish creature that towards the end you, you get some pretty good visuals of what it looks like. But they do a lot of, let's hide this thing in the darkness. Mm-hmm. So, and then you can justify that, all right, she's on an island. There's no lights there. Even if you snuff out the campfire, all you have is the moonlight. Yeah. Uh, so everything is like very dark and hard to see to the point where it's like, eh. Like what's the point of what's this? the point of like I'm not even getting a sense of what's going on. So now I'm just waiting for this shot to be over mm-hmm. so that I can play catch up with what's happening. Um, and then the crux of the movie. So the girl strand this island, but the crux of the movie is when these other people who are part of whatever yacht she was. That's another thing. It kind of gives you the information of what's happening over time, and then it gives you a, a bit of an exposition dump towards the end where she like writes down uh, in case I'm ever I'm not found or in case this doesn't work. Sort of um. Uh, you know, like a diary entry, just in case she dies, for, mm-hmm. for someone to find. She explains everything. It's like, oh, okay, now I understand. So for a while, it's like, I don't even understand why these people are washing up. Um, but she meets these other these other people wash up. They know each other already. She's a black girl. They're white people. One of, I think even one of them might be like a British person. And immediately, they're like, we don't believe you. She's like, I've been here on this island for days. There's a monster here. And they're like, uh, you're, no, just, not. Like, you're just probably going crazy. We're not going back out on this raft that we washed up in. We're staying on this island because this is better than what the, we're, raft. We're, the raft. Uh, so that becomes this whole thing about like um, about not believing women and not even believing black women and all this stuff. So there's like some social things thrown in there. But a lot of like bombshell, it's another thing where it feels like, yeah, hey, you had these ideas. It, just, it scrapes the surface. Yeah, it's like, I have this idea for something. Let's do it, but not really go too deep on it. Which maybe, since it is a low-budget creature feature, maybe that's better. Maybe if they went deeper, it, then it, would, then it wouldn't be been, a creature feature. It would, it would have, have just been, been this weird movie about black women uh, with a monster. Yeah, uh, uh, um, uh, a classism type of thing. Yeah, maybe it would have just been too heavy, too pretentious. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you didn't have any fun with this thing. It's a creature. It's a monster movie. Have fun with it. It's, it's okay. It's a fine thing. The director, this guy, J.D. Dillard, is the same person who did this other movie, Slight. Um, can you pull, can you pull my... S-L-E-I-G-H-T? S-L-E-I, yeah. As I in, think I saw that. As in sleight of hand. Yeah. It's about a, a kid, black kid, high school kid, who wants to be a magician. Um, And what he ends up doing is you find out throughout the movie that he installs... Oh, like, like the fucking... Uh, like a gravity... Like, like a magnet in his hand. He's like, yeah, like, got an Iron Man hand. Yeah, yeah. He like... Bio installed magnets in his own yeah. arm. Yes. Um. So he's like bioengineering himself, but like in his bedroom with soldering iron. Yeah. So the shit's getting infected, and uh, and then the more he uses it, like the more it burns up his arm, and then he has to use it to save someone. Mm-hmm. So it's, so he's like a superhero. Yeah. I thought it was I fine. I thought it was cute. Like it's an, again a lot like this one. It's got a fun idea, kind of a big idea. But then a small budget. Yeah. So we're gonna do the best we can with what we have. I think Slight actually worked better than this yeah. than the Sweetheart one ended up doing. Um this guy's an interesting director. He's got some ideas. I don't know. Give him give him someone give this guy more than uh fifty dollars to make a movie, please. Let's see. <laughs> see what happens. Let's see if he can develop these things a little more. Um Oh, and then I'm doing the thing again, Drew, where I'm like, I have this whole list of stuff I need to watch. And you're watching old stuff instead. So I rewatched the pilot for my advice. <laughs> It's a, it's its own movie. <laughs> you shake your head at me, but it's its own movie. I get it. It's an hour and thirty six minutes, and uh, it's really really good. And it's funny how 
Michael Mann is just a producer on it. He didn't create it, and he doesn't even direct the episodes. But it's still, it's like his ideas come through. It still feels so Michael Mann. Yeah, it's pretty wild. And the pilot is where it has like a five minute sequence of uh, "I Can Feel" coming. Mm-hmm. The whole that whole song, yeah. just driving doom, doom, the, doom. the cameras on the car and the doom, doom, doom. yeah, it's super, <laughs> it's so moody. It's like, damn, this is awesome. Yeah, um, it was fun. It must have been fun to, when that show first came out on TV. I'm like, man, there's nothing like this on TV. It's super cool. It's very cinematic. Um, I watched most of this YouTube documentary that's like 40 minutes long, and I watched like 30 minutes of it about Super Mario Brothers 3. Mm-hmm. And it gives you the history of the first Super Mario Brothers, the second one. The weird, wacky one wasn't even a Super Mario movie. Well, it goes it wasn't into even Super Mario. It goes into <laughs> that how it's crazy how they, the Super Mario 2 in Japan is what we know as the quote lost levels. Yes. Remember that lost yeah, level? Yeah, shit? I remember when that came out. Yes. So what happened was they put out a second one in Japan that was like almost the exact same style game. But way harder, no. and people are like, no one likes this. This sucks. Uh, so that version never came to America because the Nintendo America guy didn't approve it. Mm-hmm. He's like, I will not approve this for American consumers. Mm-hmm. Um, something, something like Panic Doji Two, whatever is the name of some crazy game that had like an Aladdin type guy on a magic carpet pulling turnips and beating it ghosts makes so much more sense. And they're like, all right, well, throw that, Mario into this, yeah, and we're gonna add different characters. And go. The, and that guy who rejected Mario Two, he's like, I like this game. Can we port Mario onto it? And they did it and turned Mario. Um, and then the third one came out here. It was a huge, but it goes into the build-up of Mario 3 and how it came out in Japan, but it took a year to come yeah. out here in America. Another two years on top of that to come out in Europe. Um, the Wizard and how that played into mm-hmm. all the build-up and um, the the little game charts. The influence for how they came up with the game, the different worlds and stuff. Like It got pretty in-depth. Yeah. Um, and it's obviously just like a very cheap YouTube doc. Mm-hmm. One guy reading almost all of the copy. Yeah. Um, those things can get pretty annoying, but this one was done well enough that uh, and it had enough good information in mm-hmm. it that I stuck with most of it before cool. before I got tired of it. Um, I'm reading this book. I'm almost done with it. I'll be done with it by the time we, we record again. Born. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show. Jeff Vandermeer, the guy who wrote Annihilation and that whole trilogy. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, pretty amazing, Drew. Yeah. It's a. Uh, I still haven't started reading the last book you gave me. Oh, the 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 fifth season. Yeah, yeah that I think is great. You got to read that. Uh, in this one, Born, it's about a. It's a city. I just I'll give you the setting. I don't even talk about the story. The setting is a city that's destroyed because there's a biotech company that has been run amok, and their in- inventions have just destroyed everything. Mm-hmm. So there are scavengers and survivors trying to live in the city, very escape from New York. And um, there's a I don't know four hundred. They haven't given a, a size to it, but at least when it's laying on its side, it's the size of a three story building. Okay. So it's a bear. That they think started as a person and then like evolved, but as a bear named Mord that just roams a city, like does whatever it wants, obviously, because mm-hmm. it's a gigantic mm-hmm. bear. And uh, it can fly. Cool. So that's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem for everyone. It, fly, issue. it flies around, doing yeah. whatever it wants. Yeah. And people just live in its in its, its haunches, wake. <laughs> in its wake, scavenging its flanks and uh, trying to figure out. And then there's someone named the magician who's trying to like control part of the city and trying to figure out a way to destroy Mord. And but you're following this girl who's a scavenger and her like living sort of just boyfriend of convenience. And uh, uh, it's really really good. Mm-hmm. I'm super into it. I'm right. like about two thirds of the way through. Very nice. Yeah. 
Um, so there you go. That was my media diet for the week. What about you, Drew? What do you got? Uh, I watched the first episode of Messiah on Netflix. Oh, is it out? Mm-hmm. And? No. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the idea is interesting, and everybody in it is good except for the guy playing the Messiah role. Oh, really? Which is really difficult because the show kind of centers around him. It's about him, yeah. yeah. That sucks. Even if you watch it thinking he's the Antichrist. Yeah, that doesn't matter. It still doesn't no. matter. He's just bad. Nowhere near cool enough. We're not going to give it another no. episode two. Uh-uh. Just one up done. Yep. Damn. Not worth it. Oh, all right. Getting the Drusa Cogburn stamp of unapproval. Also watched uh, an animated feature, Soul Station. It's the 2016 animated prequel to Train to Busan. Oh, interesting. Awful. <laughs> Why? Animation bad, story derivative, totally not worth watching. Is it cheap? Like yes. Cheap animation? Cheap all the way around. Just um, watch Train to Busan. Just watch the movie. Like it for what it is. Don't deal with anything. And just imagine yep. the prequel. Uh-huh. Um, is it, uh, so it's a computer animation? No, I mean, some of it looked hand-drawn, but a lot of it was still, it was just not, it was not good at all. Can you, like, compare it to something, like a TV show, maybe? Worse. Like, worse than a, yeah. than a cheap TV mm-hmm. show that they would do? Yes. Damn. On the par of, like, a Redbox animated movie. Redbox's animated movies? Like, direct the Redbox? If they had one. If they went, like, direct yes. the Redbox. Yes. Damn. Yes. Not good. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Soul Station. Mm-hmm. Is it spelled soul like the city soul? Yes. Let me fix my... <laughs> okay. <laughs> also watched uh, Homecoming on Amazon Prime. Uh, directed by Sam Esmail. Oh, yes. That's, how many episodes Julia Roberts, that? It's 10 episodes, but they're half hour apiece. Half hour. So it's Julia Roberts, bad. Shea Wiggum, Bobby Cannavale. Season one. Season two is going to be coming out soon. They're making it. Uh, did you enjoy it? I mean, it was directed by Sam Esmail. Yeah. And... It has Shea Wiggum, so I yeah. was a happy camper. Well, yeah, Wiggum, <laughs> Wiggum's great going around trying to be like, "Will someone give me some answers?" <laughs> Bobby Cannavale's is great going around being like, "You don't remember me?" Yeah, yeah, yeah he's always good in that. It's a very similar thing that does Mister Robot, the guy who's like, he knows shit and he's trying to yeah. fix things. Well, and and also I liked the uh, the the narrative framework where it went to a different aspect ratio for now for present and then. Cinematic stuff for the past, for, uh, yeah. For so what that was, it was interesting. What they're investigating and remembering yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. And I also liked how sure. the the scenes just kind of played on to nothingness as the scroll as the the credits were rolling. Mm-hmm. Like Shea Wiggum would just be like sitting there, like staring at his paper with a confused look on his face for forty five seconds while the credits rolled. Yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah, well, <laughs> it, and then often there was like no music. Yeah, so it was, it'd be like ambient sound. Yeah, he sit, he's sitting there clicking his pen. Yeah. Click, click. Click, read something. <laughs> and that's just like directed by Star. Yeah, maybe some of the backgrounds vacuuming. Really weird, <laughs> yeah. but really cool. I do. It's funny. Esmail. I wonder if that was him. The um, I always enjoyed seeing where the Mister Robot credits would pop up in the beginning of an episode. Yeah, like how are we gonna do the title? Cre- oh, that's so fun. Okay. So in this one, it's all about the end credits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's good. Homecoming, Amazon. Yeah, totally worth watching. Right, so that one gets a thumbs up mm-hmm. as opposed to the other ones. Okay. Anything uh, else? Oh, uh, I've watched. Uh, on Netflix, Our Planet and Our Planet colon behind the scenes. So it shows them how they got all that footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's basically just, it's the BBC uh, Planet Earth people. Yes, it is. With their, wh- whatever, I guess, Netflix bought from them. And then David Attenborough narrates it. So. Well, I guess, did Netflix buy it from them? Or did they uh, 
like produce them, like give them the money to do a whole new. I, I think well, Netflix actually paid for it. Maybe well, it didn't say. Either way, it was. It, it's more the same. More the same. These guys are very, very good nature filmmakers. Doesn't this one? It has more of a. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy what they do. Doesn't have more of um. We need to save the planet vibe to it. Well, I mean, uh, the, to the, the last planet Earth ones kind of had that vibe at the end. The, at David, the, yeah. David Attenborough would always end it with like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you he, uh, your pets. so, yeah, so he does the same thing. True. Um, yeah, it stuff looks good. It's so totally worth watching. I think it's the first 4K one of those okay. is uh, another point that they made with yeah. it. Yeah. it. It was fascinating and the, how is the behind the scenes thing i just won like is it a documentary yeah it's, 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 or it's, yeah, it's like a, it's like a 51 minute thing where it, it where they go through and show some of the stories of how they actually made it to show them like videoing yeah, stuff yeah like and... some dude sitting in a box in siberia for six days at a time trying to fucking get tigers <laughs> that's, that's crazy man the dedication those people do yeah that is wild stuff just eating cliff bars mm-hmm. holding in their poops yep uh, okay. Anything else? Also watched War on Everyone. It was in, um, oh, that with um, Alexander Skarsgård and Michael Pena. Where they're like bad cops. Exactly. Right. Bad cops that wear nice suits. That wear nice suits. Um, I remember this one had a lot of like pre-release hype, and then it came out, and then it just went away. Understandably so. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't really all that good. Very, very derivative. Yeah. I mean, it tried to have like this weird philosophical smartness to it because like, Michael Pena's character and his wife were like super smart for yeah. some reason and they just kept like balancing off weird trivia about things and it was a lot of a lot of philosophizing with them as well yeah like but it, it never led anywhere it was all kind of dumb at the end so not like uh, like end of watch had a lot of good philosophizing in it yeah. was that Michael Pena was oh. yes it was that's what I'm thinking of that. Anyway, it wasn't very good. Oh, that's totally passable. They were, they were nice suits, too. Mm. Totally passable. Mm-hmm. And I like Michael Pena. Yep. Paul Reiser was in it, too. Paul Reiser. Don't ask me. Okay, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> he played the police chief. It was really weird. All right, I won't ask you then. Uh, also watched uh, a stand-up, stand-up special okay. on Netflix. Okay. Neil Brennan, Three Mics. Oh, the Neil Brennan uh, Three Mics special. It was good. What's the conceit of that one? I know he has three microphones set up on stage. Okay, so the way it works is one microphone. So, uh, if you're if you're watching it, it's technically his right, but it's gonna be your left because sure. you're staring at the stage. Texas left. One microphone is one liners, so it's just you know like quick little inferences that are funny. Yeah, it sounds like. I mean, he was. A, the co-creator of Chappelle's show. Right. So it's very much, it sounds like an idea for a Chappelle's show sketch that you, that you would then go on gotcha. and give more thought to and okay. this, that, the other. Okay. Uh, so that's one mic. Uh, the mic on the right mm-hmm. is stand-up. So that's him just doing his stand-up thing. Okay. Uh, and then in the middle is emotional stuff. So it's Ooh. basically him talking about his childhood, how how you know he's clinically depressed, all this fucked up shit that's gone into his life. Yeah. And it, it, it makes it more of like a human thing. It, it's definitely cathartic for him. Was it good? It was. It was surprisingly good. Is, is it a couple years old? It is. It's yeah. from 2017. Uh, but... You know, he kind of did the opposite of what everybody else does in the comedy industry, where you start off doing stand up, yeah. and then you get bigger and better, and you start writing, and then you make movies and blah sure, blah blah blah. blah. Things, yeah. He did the exact opposite route. He was in New York. He started writing for Nickelodeon, yeah, uh, and then got hooked up with Dave Chappelle, yeah. and all that shit blew up, yeah, and blah 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 blah. And now he's doing stand up. 
fell, fell into it. Yeah. It happens to a lot of professional wrestlers. It's mm-hmm. weird these days, I guess. Like, it's yeah. just storytelling. So... Oh wow! Um, it, it was very so interesting. You liked it then? It was yeah, good then. I liked it. It was it was very funny. Yeah, and the the personal like stuff it. was worth listening to. It was it wasn't no. didn't get ridiculous no. or overbearing or no. anything. And it wasn't like overly depressing. And at the end, of course, before you know, he there's always a little joke at the end. As long as you've got dark humor, you will laugh. Yeah, that's true too. He always tags something there, right? Neil Brennan, three mics, and not three Michaels. No, but three, three microphones, three Michael phones. Correct. All right. Anything else? The Laundromat. Watch that. Oh, you watched The Laundromat? Yeah. It was good enough. It was good, right? It's yeah. fine. It's Soderbergh. So it was written well. It is Soderbergh. And it makes me angry at rich people. Although it was funny when he not went when they knocked him when they knocked themselves and were like, oh, the director of this film has five of these companies and the writer has at least one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. The uh, they call so, it, they call it themselves. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. So at least they're you know self, upfront about it, self aware. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is how business is done, and we do it too. Exactly. To see how we save our dollars, mm-hmm. save our monies. Uh, it's very, yeah, it's very informative. So it, it was interesting, informative, and enraging all at the same time. Plus, I mean, you got uh, well, that, and you have Gary Oldman doing a Werner Herzog impression. Yeah, he's doing German. <laughs> you got Banderas. You got Streep. You got uh, uh, and a, and a bu- bunch of randos. Like David Schwimmer's in it. Uh, yeah, the sure. uh, the original. Uh, the tea, the liquid metal dude, Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick's in it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just all sorts of fun people. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, Soderbergh it's always well pulls together good casting yeah. and good actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's it's a fine movie. It, correct. Yeah, sure. And I started watching Bosch on Amazon Prime. Uh, first season. Yes. Man, did you get boshed? Have you got have you been boshed yet? What does what being boshed mean? Uh, anytime uh, Bosch, uh, he says something that turns to be right, and you're like, oh shit. Bosh! I mean, that's like every episode. Yeah, yeah I mean, it happens often. Yeah, yeah, it happens often in every episode. Yeah, yeah. Or when, uh, like, he goes somewhere hip to eat. Mm, he does. He does a lot of that. Like, oh he, shit! Well, he has a hip place to live. Yes, he has a place to live. This is a jazz. That's because he sold his, his movie rights, his story rights. Such a weird character. It was a bad movie, but it paid for this view. Yeah, it's so strange. Such a strange character. Titus Welliver. Titus Welliver. Yeah. Uh, I just like Titus Welliver. I, I wish he had a. Big mustache like he did in Deadwood. Yeah, he did look awesome. <laughs> and then what they do is, for each season, apparently, they take a couple of these uh, Michael Connelly books, of the books and they smash them together. Yeah, I mean, my, my dad read the shit out of these Bosch novels, so... Did he? Yeah. Bosch! Yeah, exactly. They're dad novels. Exactly. And it's a dad show. So far, it's... It's, a, it's, it, it's you know, solely it's, a dad show. It's decent enough to watch. It is. Um... It's enough to watch Crate and Barrel, the 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 the, the hokey dumb cops, the 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 tall. Oh yeah, those guys. Those, those guys, guys are awesome. Yeah, those guys are ridiculous. Um, I like Bosch's uh, is like super chill partner. <laughs> the, I, the, the black guy I haven't gotten a partner. Oh yeah, yeah, the dude with the scar on his face. The guy, the guy, yeah, 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 he's so chill. The whole <laughs> time. He's, he he can't get his energy up about nothing. It's a weird show. I've watched the first season and then I watched like the first episode of the second season. It didn't and, get you. And the same, I, just, yeah. I just like I just just need to. Just watch it. Just yeah. put it on. It's just something just put on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Bosch, right? Bosch season one. I'm into that. Yeah. That is his wife. Have you met the wife yet? Nope. Yeah. Interesting character. The daughter. She's a pain in the ass. She's all, he's only talked to the daughter on the phone. She's a pain in the ass, his goddamn daughter. Oh, all TV daughters are. Yeah, I think that's the point of them. I guess so, right? Yeah. Have sons. Guys, if you're listening, <laughs> have sons. <laughs> They're way better. Have... Oh, 
I think my mom just force choked me. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> Almost died. All right, anything else? No, that's it. Damn, bosh. You just got boshed. Um, okay, let's read this email. We got an email from Cromella. Cromella, Cromella McShow, cramming in your ears. Uh, you can email us, cinemacrespediso at gmail.com, and we be reading, just like this, Drew Cogburn. Take it away. <sighs> Network of the... Oh, I guess... Wait, what, it is entitled Cromella. What's on the telly 2019 or Fave Faves? Fave Faves. What's, what's on the telly 2019 Fave Faves or Carmella Mixture? All right. Network of the Year goes to HBO by a mile. E- even considering the Game of Thrones debacle, HBO delivered in a huge way in mm-hmm. 2020. Yeah, for real. I agree. Streaming service of the year? None. They all suck. Whoa. I'm not sure how this business model is going to work now that you need six different subscriptions to see the best shows mm-hmm. and cable too. Mm-hmm. Top 10 shows. Sling TV. Number 10. Number 10. Watch, I'm in at number 10. Watchmen. Watch, watch me, man. Killer soundtrack coupled with solid casting and writing make this made this one of the most interesting shows of 2019. For sure. Was, on HBO. For sure, I'd agree. 100% one of the most interesting shows. Yeah. Number, Def, definitely had me wanting to talk about it. Number 9, Barry. Bill Hader can do no wrong. So this 30-minute fight... Uh, uh, the 30-minute fight episode he wrote, directed, and starred in was my favorite any show this year nice. on HBO. Nice. Uh, I think you should leave. I think no, you should leave. Oh, that's the name of the show. Yes. Damn. I love when a show comes out of nowhere and blows me away. Writing an episode of a comedy sketch show about any of the skits sucking is near impossible, but this show routinely made it look easy on Netflix. Okay. Number seven, The Righteous Gemstones. Yeah. This is another show that did a great job blending comedy and drama in a very dark way, similar to Barry. The plot. The pilot was one of my favorite pilots of all time yeah, on it's HBO. Great. It's an amazing pilot. Number six, Mandalorian. Yeah. Speaking of great pilots, this show immediately reestablished my love for the Star Wars. The first scene, I was just like, I'm in. I'm back in. <laughs> I'm back in. The world, in cha- the world is chaos. Show me the baby. Well, at least until I finally go out to see the new movie in the theater. D+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Number five, Too Old to Die Young. This show is incredibly divisive for good reason, but in a year of visually stunning television, shows this reference series might have been the best from that perspective on Amazon. It's, yeah, not really uh, that well liked of a show, but it's Nicholas Winning Refn. I I love the way it looks. It is so boring to watch. It's a bore. I mean, most of his movies are like that. I know. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just there to watch it. I want the style, I want to live in it. Uh, Number four. Number four. Mr. Robot. Yeah, that bot, son. So sad to see this one leave the air, but wow, did it go out with style in one of the most memorable endings of all time. That's in the best way possible. Number three. So good. Euphoria. Another show that looks like a movie, which isn't surprising considering it's co-produced by A24. Who knew an episode about a urinary tract infection could be so enthralling and emotionally devastating on HBO? Nice. Number two. What We Do in the Shadows funniest and probably the best written show of the year so good on fx i love that show and number one oh wait 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 uh uh i was just thinking about what it was because i know for sure i know what it is it's the um it's that one it's uh legion yeah legion (laughs) (laughs) wait wait wait, yeah it had a perfect final season in every possible way soundtrack cinematography acting writing and everything else you could ever want like mr robot a show that has a near perfect ending 
on FX. The ending's amazing. Uh, he loves HBO, but his top two shows go to FX. Interesting. I'll put together a 2019 movie list, but after listening to your best of Patreon episode, made me realize there are a lot of 2019 movies I still need to see, which I guess is good for my hundo. Happy hundos, Drucifer, and Crespolicious. Yes, thanks, Cremella. Uh That's an awesome list of uh, great shows. Uh, Euphoria and Barry are both shows I need to watch. Again, HBO, eight two four. I mean, HBO and 824 working together. Come on, man. I mean, yeah, sounds great. How does that not, how does that not be good? And, uh, yeah, FX. Damn, FX is good. Better Call Saul season five starting this year in a couple months. Okay. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I just have to watch season four. I mean, there's a bunch of new... I mean, uh, Westworld season three comes out this year. Is that this year? Yeah. Holy guacamole. So that'll be soon. Uh, I'm trying to think what else that I know is coming out. Uh, TV-wise? Uh, that Have you seen the, um, the commercials for that uh, Amazon Prime show, Hunters? No. It's... Uh, I don't think so. Uh, 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 God damn it. Why can't... Al Pacino is an old Jew who oh, hunts yes. Nazis. Yes, 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 yes. With uh, Percy Jackson. We did, I did see that. Where did I see the commercial for that? I think I saw that in front of a movie. It's a prime show. It's a prime show. That comes out in February. That it's looks a, interesting, at least. Again, for some reason, we have to have Nazis as bad guys yeah, in movies. Well, I'm trying to remind I mean, people that we're going to hunt you down in the woods and I'm, kill you. I'm totally okay with that, because Nazis are bad, okay? Nazis are bad, okay. Uh, no, Hunters, okay. Yeah, trying to think what else. There's always going to be something. There's uh, always HBO stuff. There's... Yeah. Um, Oh, I'm a couple episodes getting behind on his Dark Materials. I'm like episode six. Okay, it's one, it ends pretty good. Pretty good. It'll, it, I'm looking. I'll tell you what. After watching the whole first season, it was a little, I guess maybe slow or whatever. Maybe yeah, it's a little sloggy. A there's, a lot, there's, a, there's a lot to get through. There's a but lot going I'm on. I'm very interested to see what's going to happen next. Yeah, sure. They set up an interesting plate. Yes. Let's see where they finish this thing. Where yeah. they take it next? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah I'm going to finish this season. I'm going to It's totally, you know, it's totally worth watching. All right, invest into it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 2020. Let's see what we got for TVs in 2020. Oh, a bunch of good stuff. Hopefully. Um. Can't recall. Can't really think off the top of my head what else we got for TVs, but. For the second half of the show, we will be talking about the new movies coming out this year. We're going to do a 2020 movie preview for the second half of this episode. So it's good for your Crespo Hundo 2020s out there. You can start earmarking movies that you're going to want to see um, that help you get to 100 movies by the end of the year. Um, so Drew has the list. I'm going to do my best to see if I can recall what each one is off the top of my head. <laughs> Mm, this, good luck with that. Yeah, some of these titles are very generic. Um, and then there we go. That'll be the second half of the show. I'm sure that'll take up the entire 45 minutes of the second half. So we'll take a break now. Question mark? Question mark. We'll take a break now. And then we'll be back with the second half of the show, I think. If we survive. Just like Edward. No. <laughs> Oh, man, what a fantastic break. We are back, guys. Patreon.com slash Crespediso. Sign up for all of our bonus episodes. Cremella alluded to our best of 2019 bonus episodes. Available now at Patreon.com slash Crespediso. We also talk about our favorite movies of the decade. Are Juice and Cogber and I the same person? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, let's Perhaps. Find out. Maybe the evidence is there the whole time. 
Uh, Drew, where can people find you online? At Antair419, Facebook and Instagram. Follow at Tristracogman on Twitter. It's not me, but they do a great job. That's right. Do it, do it, do it. Uh, I am Chris Crespo on Twitter. Crespodiso on Twitter. Cinema Crespodiso. Instagram. And then the Facebook group Cinema Crespodiso. All right, here we go. Here's our 2020 movie preview guide. Starting with... Here's a guy, bro. Chris Crespo. Starting with what? Starting with 1917. Well, January 10th. January 10th. January 10th. 1917 yep. expands. Just Mercy expands. Yep. We have Like a Boss and Underwater. Um, yes, 1917. The war movie that they've been plugging for months. Mm. And uh, what was the other thing that expands? Just Mercy. Just Mercy is the, um, the Michael B. Jordan, the, 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 the Brie Larson, and the Jamie Foxx. Daniel Dennis Cretton Cretton Daniel Daniel Destin Cretton I don't know what this guy's name is a Hawaiian fellow did short term 12 that's why how he got these people mm-hmm. um, and uh, wait, what is he doing he's doing something for Marvel now he's the guy doing Shang-Chi Shang okay. Shang-Chi Shanghai Shang-Chi thank you very something much like that. Um, so that's what he's doing next so expect okay. Mike B. Jordan would pop up in it. Oh, no, he can't. He's, he he's can't. Killmonger. Yeah. Lakeith Stanfield, probably. Because Lakeith Stanfield was in his short film, short film version of Short Term 12. Yeah. And then when he got the money to make it into a feature length, he hit him up. was like, yo, come back to play the same role. I want you to do the same thing. Uh, kind of helped him get his start. And, yeah. yeah. Good Good leave up there in the acting work. So then, uh, like a boss, they showed up a Red Band trailer for that. Ooh. Which was funny because it's like a different trailer. They, yeah. it, they they cut it differently. And it's funny to see the Like a Boss trailer so often over and over. Mm-hmm. The same thing over and over. And then to see this Red Band one where it features uh, uh, it's a baby shower. So they bring out the cake and it's, uh, it's a gender reveal cake, but it's a vagina. Like it's like a lady mm-hmm. and then a vagina yeah. at the end. And they're like, he's like, why'd you put all this hair on it? It's like, oh, you know, just for the cake. Like I, I'm clean down here for easy to like, so they're making all these jokes about like people's hair and shit and vaginas yeah. and stuff and uh there's more cursing and saying fucks and mm-hmm. things like that and I- i'll be honest drew it goes from a movie that like i was joking like ah birthday weekend I'll, yeah we're gonna go see this uh uh-huh. it goes from that to being like maybe I kinda, <laughs> like i kind of want to see this when it's on hbo or yeah. like whatever streaming service it's on it'll be an easy like hour and a half comedy watch mm-hmm. to see these, you know bunch of bunch of ridiculousness um, and what was the other one that was coming out that weekend? Underwater. Underwater, the, uh, the alien underwater yeah. thing. Yeah, we talked about this on, on show already, right? Haven't so. we? I think so. Look, yeah. Looks fun. Yeah. Good looks cast. interesting enough. Looks interesting enough. I don't like that it's PG-13. Me neither. But, uh, so be it. So, so be it. All right, next. January 17th. All right. Bad Boys for Life and yes. Doolittle. No. Yes, Doolittle, <laughs> do, do nothing. Do nada. Do absolutely nothing. Although, I mean, I posted this. Just dumb meme that I saw in the reference Doolittle mm-hmm. and how bad it looks. And then someone on Instagram commented how uh, they don't know anyone that doesn't think that it, the way they wrote it, they use double negatives. But I'm pretty sure they're saying that everyone they talk to about it thinks it looks good. What? Let me, let me read this quote. Since SBK, I've always loved you, your podcast and your views, still follow you guys. That being said, I don't think I can honestly say I know anyone who has said this movie doesn't look good. Wow. I believe So people a, think that this movie looks good. Yeah. And then I believe this is a true testament to whoever produced the trailers. I think it's a fucking terrible trailer. It's awful. I think it's like a, just a bad trailer. Yeah. 
like shockingly bad, just mm-hmm. baffling, confusing even. Um, it's okay to be afraid. It's okay to be afraid. It's okay to whisper act. Eat CG Gorilla Man. Um, I don't know. Looks bad. And then Bad Boys Three. Look, I mean, they screwed the pooch on the name I, and everything. They screwed the name. Uh, they screwed the pooch on the name. And then I don't even think they think the movie's that good because, like, where's the marketing for it? Yeah. January is an awkward release date. Mm-hmm. It should be a summer movie. Um, it should be a Michael Bay movie. It should be, but it's not. And it's not. Which is why it's not going to be very good, probably. It's not going to be good, but, you know, shit. Birthday weekend. Nostalgia. And I guess a little bit of nostalgia. I don't even like the first Bad Boys all that much. I know, the second one's better. It's all about the second one. Anything else coming out that weekend? Nope. Okay. January 24th. January 24th, yes. We have The Gentleman. Yes, that's the Guy Ritchie movie. Run. Run is... Run is a movie about the, the the guy who does the running, <laughs> the turning, and Color Out of Space Limited. Okay, let's go. Let's go backwards because we saw the trailer for Color Out of Space. That's going to be at the Enzian. Yes, that is a couple of things. It's an H.P. Lovecraft adaptation, right? So that's always fun. You're talking about uh, old gods and dimensions, mm-hmm. and usually some sort of fish monsters. Blue stuff. Blue stuff. Purple stuff. Green stuff. Pink stuff. Nicholas Cage. So I'm into that. Yes. Um, and it is the triumphant return of Richard Stanley, who directed uh, Hardware back in like 1990, and then he was going to do I don't know Doctor Moreau, but got fired off that and went crazy and uh, spent like the whole production hiding out on the set, dressed as an animal person eating drugs. That hadn't hadn't made a movie since then. Gee, I wonder why. Mm-hmm. Uh, his first movie since then. This guy is a weirdo who has no interest in making mainstream movies. I'm excited Which is why I want to see it. <laughs> I'm excited to see it. Um, the one you said right before that was the, the turning. turning. The turning is uh, we. You may have seen this trailer. It's um, uh, like a big house. Someone, some girl gets hired to like watch these kids. Oh yeah. And there's like a ghost that's like watching the girl. Yeah, the the, the chick who was the the uh, the replicant in uh, Blade Runners. Um, she was just the Terminator. Mackenzie Davis. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple Mackenzie Davis movies come out. Yeah, she's the girl in it. Yeah. So that that is what it is. Run. Is damn it! I got nothing. I'm gonna have to look it. Up. I'm gonna. I'll look it up. You go ahead. Are you sure about that? Yeah, I'll look it up. You go ahead and pull up. Are you the sure next about that? Thing here. Run movie 2020. Yeah. You got. You got. You still. Oh, I hit 10:20. Damn it. Raised in total isolation by her mother, a teenage girl's life begins to unravel when she discovers her mother's sinister secret in this captivating thriller from the creators of the hit movie Searching. Oh, yeah, that's why I can't remember. <laughs> uh, did you ever see Searching? Nope. It's pretty good. It's actually pretty surprisingly good. Like, I really liked it. Uh, Run is just a thing that's like, whatever. Okay. All right. Next. Next up, uh, January 31st. Gretel and Hansel and the Rhythm Section. Gretel and Hansel looks like Hansel and Gretel, but with a horror twist. Yeah, they made it more so horrific. So more more. more Towards like the grim side of Grimm's fairy tales. Sure, they're like, what if we did a more honest adaptation of these yeah. scary stories and made it scary? Yeah, sure, I guess. And then the rhythm section is that Blake Lively movie that's named wrong. <laughs> that's obviously a book. Obviously, it's a book, and in the book they can talk about some all these allegories and metaphors from music and jazz mm-hmm. and how important it is to have a rhythm section. Don't name your movie the rhythm section about an old lady who seems to lose her family in a terrorist attack. And then goes, and then ape, goes shit. ape shit trying to go on a revenge course to find out the people who do it. Uh, it looks exactly like the type of movie, Drew, that it's like going to be okay. 
Like, you understand why everyone did it? Even directorially, maybe it's fine, but there's going to be You're something. You're going to forget about it. There's going to be something missing in an adaptation, yep. and it's going to be completely forgettable, and when it's all over, said and done, I'll be like, yeah, whatever. You'll be like, oh, Jude mm-hmm. Laws, and at least you had that. He's like, you're going you're gonna to regret this. It's not going to be worth it. Thank, thanks, Jude. Look at look at her. She's in pain. Obviously, she's going to want to kill some people. Oh, I don't know. Look at me now. There's one time I'm going to say it. Um, yeah, so that's that. Mm-hmm. The rhythm section. Such a bad title. February 7th. Birds of Prey, colon, The Emancipation of Harley Quinn. Um, it's February 7th. That's what it says. So I guess then the weekend before is going to be Super Bowl weekend. Mm-hmm. Which is why we get Carol and Hansel on the rhythm section. Which is why those, because they're both awful movies. Which is why those movies are coming out. Um, because Birds of Prey, ain't no way DC's putting that out Super Bowl weekend. Super Bowl no. weekend's a dead weekend. Yep. So Birds of Prey kicking off February. Going to make some money. Mm-hmm. It's going to do pretty good. It looks wild. It does. And then uh, kind of leading into like the um, last one has Jude Law. This one I'm looking forward to some Ewan, Ewan McGregor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially as the bad guy. Him going manic. Black Mask, I think, is the, the no, character. I'm screen. down. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds interesting. Sounds fun. It's also a wonky, wild-looking trailer. So, All right, what else is coming out that weekend? Uh, that's it. That's it that weekend? Everyone else steered clear. February 14th. All right. Fantasy Island, the photograph, portrait of a lady on fire, expands, and Sonic the Hedgehog. So this is Valentine's Day weekend. Correct. So Sonic the Hedgehog is the counter-programming. Mm-hmm. Supposed to come out months ago, but they did the redesign. Um, What expands? Portrait of a lady on fire. So that's uh, based on a true story of uh, someone who had an affair with a painter and about the, the the painting that that person did of that lady, etc. Cetera, et cetera. So it's one of these like kind of period pieces, mm-hmm. romantic type films. The photograph is another romantic film that's Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day weekend. So it's a romantic film about uh, a girl who um, has a photograph that her photographs that her mother took of like her father, I guess, or a boyfriend. And it's after her mom dies, so she goes and... Have you seen this trailer? She goes and investigates the past. So then the movie, it's like her and the guy that she meets and the dates that they go on and they fall in love and then flashbacks to her mom and... Doing the same thing. Doing the same thing. And it's in the modern day, it's Issa Rae and uh, Lakeith Stanfield. Okay. So even watching the trailer, it's just like, do you want to watch two hours of these incredibly good looking like super charming people just fall in love with each other <laughs> and I'm like I think I do <laughs> I think I do like it's actually it's a good trailer and I really like I really like SRA and Lucky Sanfield so I was like shit I'll watch this it looks good um, and then Fantasy Island is that horror remake bizarre as fuck choice to, to make that into a horror film and uh, you know what maybe inspired Maybe maybe an inspired choice. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see if it's uh, if it's fun. If it's get, getting good reviews or if it's uh, a waste of everyone's time and energy. So that's your Valentine's Day weekend choices. February twenty first. All right. Brahms colon the boy two. So this is the sequel to the boy. I don't know why it's called Brahms or Brahms or whatever. It is uh, sponsored by the candy company. Maybe don't know. Um, the boy was a surprise hit. Uh, I think it was an STX film actually. And uh, I think actually decently reviewed, not poorly reviewed. Okay. So we got a sequel. Uh, it doesn't of, take much to get a sequel for a horror film. Yeah. yeah. Call of the Wild. Call of the Wild. We've seen this trailer a thousand times. Looks bad. It looks terrible. Um, I, I want to see Harrison Ford in a movie. Me too, but not this one. I don't know if I want to see this one. Yeah. And then you point out the weirdness of changing the breed of dog. Yeah. Which is very strange. Yeah. It, it's supposed it, to be like a husky. Yeah. It's, it's supposed to be. 
it's Buck supposed to look like a wolf. Yeah. Like, you're supposed to, like, do a double take. So when he's, like, doing his Call of the Wild thing, you're like, oh, it makes perfect fucking sense. Yes, because he's such such a close descendant of the wolves. Yeah. And this one, it's like, nah, we got, we got a dog who's like Snoopy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Might as well have had a Odie in there. Yeah. And also Emma comes out limited. So that's a limited release for Emma, which looks like it could be good. It's always smart to do the a modern contemporary styling of a period piece of period story. Take some Jane Austen or whatever, and like, man, what if we, uh, what if we update it today? Yeah, what if we update it? It's still the same time period and everything, but um, our sense of humor, and then it reflects in our editing and stuff like that too. And um, looks fine. I also like what's her name, Anna Taylor Joy. Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah, Anya. Yeah. Anya. I think it's Anya. Uh, I like her and everything so far. Like I like her and everything. Yes. I don't necessarily like everything she's in. Yeah, correct. But she's always good. Yeah. She's one of these always good ones. So. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, she showed up in the last season of Peaky Blinders. Oh, she on Peaky Blinders this year. Was she talking like this? Oh, no, she was American. Oh, okay, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, her accent work was not that good. They made her American. Yeah, like you know what? Can we make her American? <laughs> Can we make her so sweetie? You gonna just be American? No. So she's like, okay, fine. Uh, February twenty eighth, The Invisible Man. All right, for our leap year weekend, we get this bizarre as hell looking uh, update on The Invisible Man. The same director of um, Upgrade. Mm, yeah. So expect violence, I guess. Hopefully horrific. But I hate the trailer because the trailer gives like everything away. It does. It tells you what's not only what to expect story which I'm fine with, but it's like, and then this is going to happen. And here's the third act. And then all you need to know now is how, how it ends. ends. Like, well, that's what we well I have a feeling the hero wins because it's an American movie. Yeah, it's so. This is America. And it's a part of a franchise, yeah. right? Probably most likely mm-hmm. uh, the Universal Monster franchise. Uh, yeah, I'll just read the Wikipedia page at that point. And Wendy comes out limited. That one looks good. It looks interesting, That's right? That's the director f- from the Beast of the Southern Wild. Yeah, Ben Zeitlin, I think his name is. Which, um, it shocks me. It's like, shit, that movie was like seven years ago. Yeah. That was a long time uh, ago. Maybe, maybe it takes a while for him to get inspired. It takes a long time for his fucking kids to be born and then to hit the age of like six. Like, all right, I'm going to make a movie with this six-year-old because that's all he does, makes movies with children. Um, the Peter Pan story has never interested me once in my life. No, but this one looks interesting because it, it looks ma- like magical realism and... I'm pretty sure we're following Wendy's experience. Right. So Peter's just kind of there. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's just uh, one of the accoutrements of Wendy's yeah. story. Um, yeah, it looks like it could be a, a smart updating, up, up retelling, different version of a story we've seen so many different times, well, different ways. I mean, it, and it already... different people. And we already know we're getting magical realism because we see the Lost Boys in the beginning of the trailer yep. and they are all young kids yep, just like Wendy and Peter yep. and then as the trailer progresses the Lost Boys become old men is, a- except for Wendy and Peter is that what happened it's what it looks like interesting this is what happens this is where Lost Boys go when they're really, really lost, lost. like oh that's so sad yeah and then there's like creatures in the water and exactly like yeah. yeah it looks really good so it looks it looks good and interesting but that's just uh, that's when it expands or it's a limited it's release, release. alright so it'll be coming out wider shortly after that yeah. okay March 6th. All right, let's get into March now, baby. We got Pixar's Onward. All right, yeah, they're pushing that one pretty hard. I'm sure it'll have, like, Super Bowl commercials and stuff like that. That's their um, uh, uh, fantasy troll world type thing. Uh, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. that, type of, that type of genre of film. But, yeah. but D- this is like, oh, who's, uh, who, who's that kid playing Spider-Man? Yeah, Tom per- Holland, yeah. Get him over here. We need him for a movie. We need him and the other hot guy, uh, Pratt. Everyone likes Pratt. 
get a couple of Pratt movies this year as well. Uh, also that weekend, The Way Back. The Way Back is Ben Affleck does... Oh, yeah, B- B- Ben Affleck's the drunk who decides that he can coach basketball. It's essentially Hoosiers meets Mighty Ducks. That's what it is, but it's yeah. Ben Affleck mm-hmm. looking very puffy and uh, squinty around the eyes. Yeah. Uh, yep, he's a drunk who tries to teach inner-city kids uh, to work together so they can beat the privileged white boys up the street. March 13th, Bloodshot. That's the Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Yeah. Like, it looks so bad. What is it? Image? Who's the comic book? Uh, no, I, oh, I'm not even sure if it's Image. I think it was uh-huh. Wildstorm back in the day, which back, is like an offshoot. Back in a day. Yeah. Dark Horse? Maybe. Uh, whatever it is, it's... It, I never followed it, yeah. and looking at this trailer, I think I know why. I think I've skipped the trailer so far. It's one of those things where, like, you know what? Show it to me in front of a movie. Otherwise, I'm not going to go out I, of my way. I, th- I think I saw it in front of a movie. Saw it in front of a movie? Yeah. All right, there you go. Also coming out that weekend, I still believe. That's the, uh, I think, the first maybe two Christian exploitation films of the year. Uh, a real story about a dude, a young, rising country, uh, Christian singing star who... Uh, uh, married, uh, he's like in his early 20s and married the love of his life despite her having ovarian cancer. So I was like, should he really marry her? You know, I mean, should, he be, mm-hmm. should he be dead in a couple months anyway? And it's like, well, yeah, what the, I don't understand the idea of not marrying her because she's going to be dead. Like, marry her. So, so what? So what? She'll she, be dead soon. She'll be dead then. <laughs> and then you can move on to like, what's everyone all freaked out about? And then like, sure enough, yeah, I looked up online or I was like, oh, true story. I looked up, yeah, sure. She died like four months after they got married. So the movie itself is about them getting married. Um, they pray, God, please heal her. Of course, she dies mm-hmm. because God is fake. And then um, his, like, getting over it, and then how he met, who ended up being his uh, his second wife, his yes. current wife, and all that stuff. So. Because he still believes. Because he still believes. I still believe. Also coming out that weekend, My Spy. My Spy is Dave Bautista. He's a guy who's, like, I think a CIA agent. He's a spy, and he gets busted by a little girl who's like, if you don't teach me to be a spy, then I'm going to blow up your spot. I'm going to burn you. Ah, uh, So it's Dave Bautista in the big man little girl movie exactly the the pacifier game plan these things are hit the tooth fairy they're hits for all of these people well Dwayne Johnson the two of those he's that motherfucker um but yeah it's the it's the and then you don't do the sequel my spy 2 starring Larry the Kid exactly March 20th A Quiet Place Part 2 I don't know what that is it's a sequel to The Quiet Place it must have been a hit March 27th, Mulan. I, I haven't watched it. You watched Sheriff that one yet? For I saw the place? teaser. I just saw the dumb teaser. Yeah. It's just like her stepping on the twig. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. I'm, I'm again. Wait. No, I'll see it. I'll see it in front of the theater they're, soon they're, enough. They're going to push it so hard. We don't got to go out yeah. of our way to sad marketing. Uh, what was that? What was next weekend? March 27th, yep. Mulan. That's going to be big. That's going to be a big deal. Uh, they're huge. Wushu epic. This one, I mean, of all the live action remakes, this one, I'm <coughs> I'm actually kind of excited for this one. Actually interested in no. it. Probably because they took so many changes with it. Now, that's the thing. You can't win, right? So you make the Lion King. You make um, Dumbo or Aladdin. And they, they stick to so many things. People are like, ah, it's just a soulless remake of what's animated. They do Mulan where they change things. They get rid of the music. They get rid of the talking dragon, all this shit. And they're like, oh, you took away all the things we liked. I want Eddie Murphy in my movie. I want Eddie Murphy in the songs. Like, then just listen to the soundtrack and watch Delirious and shut the fuck up. Oh, then watch the animated one. We're just watching the movie. Because still it's, still, it's still there. I have D+. Plus. You, want yeah. my, you want my password? <laughs> I'll give it to you. Just watch Mulan and shut the fuck up. It looks fine. It looks yeah. good. Look, I'm enjoying. I'm going to enjoy all the action stuff and the, the colors and yeah. all that. Yeah, it looks cool. 
Uh, April 3rd. Yep. Fatherhood. Fatherhood is... Which one's Fatherhood, Drew? I don't know. Fatherhood is the movie starring Daniel Craig, in which he plays the father to Matthew McConaughey's... Um, no, that's not what it is. I'm gonna really Okay, I got it. Fatherhood is uh, actually this is pretty interesting. So someone wrote a story about how it's based on a, a real guy, and his uh, wife died while their kid was still very young, and then he found himself having to raise uh, you know their child alone as a single father, mm-hmm. and. The guy who wrote it is a white guy, and they were developing it, and they had it cast like Mark Wahlberg or someone else, and that person dropped out, and then they cast Kevin Hart in the role. So they went ahead and just, even though it's a true story, and, and the they, guy wrote they, it, they, they, the they went ahead and switched it because it's fucking Kevin Hart, yeah. and they can go ahead and do it. I think they're going for more. It's him, so it's sort of, it'll be, it'll have funny moments, it'll be a comedy, mm-hmm. but I think they are going to lean dramatic. dramatic with it. So that's fatherhood. Uh, the Lovebirds. The Lovebirds is a story of uh, Mary Curie and what's her name? What's the guy's Louis Pasteur? Is that right? Were they together? I don't know. You, you don't know nothing, Drew. No, I don't know nothing. I do know something. The Lovebirds is, um, oh, that's the Michael Showalter movie that's coming out. He, he gets one every four or five years, so he gets a little rom-com with Kamel Johnny and uh, Issa Rae again. So. Oh, there we go. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, gotcha. There you go. Also coming out that weekend, The New Mutants. Oh, my God. This movie's actually coming out. They've been, uh, by the time it's... By the time most people hear this episode, the trailer should be out. Okay. They're, they're putting out a new trailer this week, and... Uh, Josh Boone, the director, is like hyped for it. He's he's the one promoting it online. He's saying the movie that's come out, it's like his original cut. There's not nothing screwy behind the scenes or nothing got chopped up. So we'll see if this thing is. What if it's good? I'll be shocked. If I mean, good. that'd be awesome. They took enough time with it. Years. That's what I'm saying. Also coming out that weekend, Peter Rabbit Two: The Runaway. I've seen this trailer a couple times now. Yeah. Have you seen the trailer? I have. It's dumb. It looks terrible. Not for me, but. I'm sure the kids love it. The moment where they slap a GoPro, the Domino Gleason's face, and then he rolls down the hill. That was great. It's very funny. Yeah. It's only like one second in the trailer. It's a very funny one second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good stuff. April 10th. No time to die. There is no time to die when you James Bond making your last James Bond movie. April 10th, man. It's fucking Florida Film Fest. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> It's like, excuse me. Right in the middle. I'm going to need to take a break from watching these 15 movies so I can watch this two and a half hour James Bond film. Yeah. God. God damn it. Damn it. April 17th, mm-hmm. Monster Problems. Monster Problems, it's like a, um, I don't know if it's dark comedy or what. I think it may be based on a graphic novel and it's sort of like um, a post-apocalyptic, uh, how, do you, how do you kill all these monsters? Okay. Kind of thing. Cool. Yeah. Uh, the Secret Garden. It's like the... F- fifth adaptation of the the book The Secret Garden. Mm-hmm. My mom's like favorite book. She loves that and uh, uh, Tree Grows in Brooklyn, I think. It's Mom Facts for you. Mm-hmm. That's all I got for you, Mom Facts, there when it go. comes to Secret Garden. Uh, also that weekend, Trolls World Tour. The Trolls sequel, uh, another movie that was a bit of a surprise hit when it came out, so the, the trailer looks bonkers for the second one. 
we'll, we'll see what happens if people actually like it or not. And Promising Young Women has a limited release. That one had a pretty interesting trailer. Uh, uh, I recommend people check that one out online. Did you see that trailer? I think so. What was that in front of? And it's a, a young lady who uh, she pretends to be drunk at like nightclubs and stuff. Yep. And some quote nice guys are always like trying to take her home and take advantage of her. So then she fucks them up. Yep. Looks fun. Looks interesting. Yeah. April 24th. Yes. Antebellum. Produced by Jordan Peele. Uh, this one looks bizarre. I th- think it's... So it's Janelle Monae, which is cool. She's the lead. And I think what's happening, it's a horror film. And I think it's like... Black folk who get kidnapped. And then... Like subjugated and sort of like a fake slavery and the bottom type thing, but like I don't know if they're drugged or whatever, and so they think they're actually living in that time period when they're not. It's like a village, like a forced the village yeah. type of situation. Interesting. It looks weird as fuck. I saw the trailer a couple times. Like this is strange looking. Also, that weekend, Bad Trip comes out. White people are gonna hate that. Bad Trip, Drew. This I cannot fucking wait to see. This is like for my anticipated movies of 2020 list. High on the list. Okay. Bad Trip. Is what happens when Eric Andre is told uh, that the movie Bad Grandpa exists. <laughs> and he's like, you know, you can do this, bro. You know, remember B- Bad Grandpa? No, yeah. So Eric Andre does the Eric Andre show. He does a lot of that the pranks in the street to real people, right? He does the real prank type stuff. So it's him and Lil Ray. And they came up with a story to do that type of like jackass bad grandpa uh nathan for you like fucking with real people Mm -hmm. getting real reactions type of story right um but it's eric andre style so how fucked up he is wacky yeah he's insane crazy so what he did someone hooked him up with jeff tremaine and jeff tremaine is knoxville's guy who did all the jackass stuff and bad grandpa and they're like well we want to do this too and Tremaine was like, well, do you have a story? You need a story. And they came up with something, and Tremaine was like, this sucks. You guys, you need a story, and your story is terrible. So Eric Andre said he took that shit seriously, and he bought a bunch of books, and he went to Robert McKee's story seminar, and he, like, he learned the ins and outs of actual story writing. Before he did not give a yeah. fuck about story. Now he's like, I know everything there is about story. They came up with something. They went back to Tremaine, and Tremaine's like, I think you have something that's not awful. Mm-hmm. They worked together. Took six years there we go. to make this fucking thing. So I'm Pump for it. And Eric Andre, prank movie? Come on, man. Looks fun. I'm there. All right. May 1st. Summer season up begins with... Black Widow. That makes sense. Yep. <laughs> the first of two Marvel movies of the year. Uh, their action movie, their version of Mission Impossible, Fallout, slash, you know, all these modern... Exactly. Uh, John Wick, etc. Et they even got David Leitch in there. Mm-hmm. And all these guys will be, will be fine. Also coming out that weekend... Oh, no, that's it. No, May- yeah, I think, ne- I think they, up, stay, they stay clear of that one. Next up, May 8th. Yeah. Greyhound. Greyhound is... God damn it. That one I can't remember. Sounds like a Liam Neeson movie. It's a Liam Neeson movie in which he uh, fights monsters... <laughs> on a bus. On a bus in the German woods of... Transylvania. Oh, shit. No, I, I hit the wrong... I just All I did was search for Greyhound. Um, Greyhound is the movie in which there is a guy played by Tom Hanks. And he... Oh, it's a Nazi U-boat movie. Okay, there we go. Yeah, Tom Hanks, Nazi U-boats. Also coming out that weekend... What else he needs to know? Legally Blonde 3? 
Yeah, which means I'm going to have to... <laughs> I'm going to my phone. Which means I'm going to have to see Legally Blonde's 1 and 2. This will be, it's going to be part of my hundo now if I'm going to go see Legally Blonde 3 because I've never seen him. You know who's a huge fan of those movies? Who? Bill. <laughs> he, he's always loved, loved, loved the okay. Legally Blonde movies. Okay. Uh, next up, May 15th. Mm-hmm. The Organ Donor. Uh, what? Very funny title, Drew. The Organ Donor is... Remember the news that came out a little over a year ago that Chris Rock had an idea for a Saw movie? Oh, yeah. That's what this is. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> they didn't put Saw in the title, but it's a Saw movie. Okay. And it's Chris, yeah. it's Chris Rock's like dark comedy okay. horror Interesting. Saw movie. Yeah, the organ donor. Also coming out that weekend, Scoob! Exclamation point. <laughs> Animated Scooby-Doo movie. Uh, and The Woman in the Window. This one is interesting. Have you seen this trailer? They played this trailer in front of Bombshell. Um... Amy Adams is an agoraphobic lady living in a home. It's sort of a mix of rear window and like um, a mistaken identity North by Northwest type thing. So she's agoraphobic, stays in her home. She befriends a person across the street um, who lives in the house across the street. And uh, and then one night she hears like noises or whatever. She thinks something happened to that person. She calls the police. The police show up. And they're like, no, no, she's fine. Here she is right here. She comes in and it's like a... Different completely lady. different lady and she's like it's me what are you talking about she's like what's going on so then that's the mystery of the movie it was supposed to come out already this film yeah uh it, they put it in front of test audiences and apparently the third act the resolution the movie fell apart so spectacularly that they had to reshoot it okay there so, we go so they went through huge retooling for the third act now it's finally coming out this summer so we'll see if they fixed it or if it's a big old build up to a shit payoff all right, coming out May twenty second. Yes, Fast and Furious nine. Yes, hear about the the trailer announcement they're gonna do, dude. All right, most movies when you're gonna put out a trailer, set up a Twitter account, put it on YouTube, social media blast called today, press release called today. Mm-hmm. Fast and Furious nine. You think Vin Diesel's gonna just put it on YouTube? No. Let me. I have to. I'm gonna straight up look this up. They are doing one hundred percent. A concert. Jesus Christ. With multiple people. Trailer release. Trailer party. Multiple performers. Uh, yeah, it's an event. It's a full event. They announced this just recently, December 18th. Wow. Um, it's in Miami, Florida, so gay gotta go. Cardi B, Wiz Khalifa, Charlie Puth, Ozuna, and Ludacris will all be performing Friday, January 31st. Come to the concert, watch our trailer. And then watch the trailer. Yeah. Also coming out that weekend. Also, all those people are in the movie. The SpongeBob movie. The SpongeBob movie. Colin Sponge on the run. Man, another one where it's like. I'll watch it. The, Anything those guys do. But you see the trailer? It's like they, they went crazy 3D yeah. animation with it. It looks like, whoa, this is crazy yeah. looking. Looks, it looks strange. It's going to be wacky. But it's SpongeBob. Yeah, yeah man. I'm, I'm about that SpongeBob life. Uh, Rest in peace, uh, Tom Kenny. May 29th, Artemis Fowl. Say, say properly, Kenneth Branagh's Artemis Fowl. <laughs> I know, just I know, I know. If you would have put Kenneth Branagh's on there, I would have gladly read that. I set you up. Um, it's Kenneth Branagh's Artemis Fowl supposed to come out September of this year. It was supposed to come out already, well, last year, 2019. Um, it got delayed, I think, so they could do some effects and fix it up. But it was yeah. also, it timed out right with that Fox-Disney merger yeah. and trying to figure out what they're going to do with movies. So they just went ahead and pushed it. The adaptation of some sort of book. Yeah. I think he's like a bad kid. 
It's sort of like a mega mind. I want to say it's like a mega mind. Despicable Me meets Harry Potter. Okay. Gotcha. That's what I think anyway. Uh, June 5th. With an owl. I don't know. June 5th. Wonder Woman 1984. Sweet. That's going to be dope. June 12th. Candyman. Yes, the Jordan Peele produced Candyman remake where they, they spent months looking for a new Candyman and they're like, fuck it. Tony Todd, get over here. And they just got the same old Candyman. Uh, June 19th. The King of Staten Island. Yes, this is um, Judd Apatow uh, directing off of a Pete Davidson screenplay. So it's kind of like the Bridesmaids type thing. And uh, Pete Davidson wrote it based on his living in uh, Staten Island in the 90s and early 2000s. And then also it deals with um, his uh, losing his dad uh, on September 11th because his dad was a firefighter. And died, I guess, uh, doing rescue first responding type shit. Oh, there we go. Um, so it'll be a two and a half hour Apatow, mostly comedy, sort of dramatic. Uh, I don't like Pete Davidson. Like, he, well, it's not that I don't like him. He has not anything so far to make me be like, oh yeah, this guy's funny. No, agreed. You know, everything I've seen him so far, I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't watch SNL anymore. Yeah. And uh, so whenever I see him, I just see a guy with uh, coke eyes and apparently a ten inch dick. Well, there we like, go. Ariana Grande put that information out there. Ah. So then now when I see him kissing up on, uh, 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 what's her name? Uh, 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 I don't know what's her name. The lady from uh, Kate Beckinsale. Like, oh, like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, that son of a bitch. That makes sense. Oh, they have since broken up. He's now moving on to another younger, hotter piece mm. of ass. He is just plowing through him at this point. Asshole. Also coming out that weekend. Well, I guess it's 10 inches. Pixar's soul. Um, this sounds bizarre as fuck. We are now in the, um, post-sequel era for Pixar for yes. a minute. They don't have any sequels lined up. For a few years now, it's gonna be all originals. This sounds as weirdly or- original as it gets. It's almost, it's like, um, remember how the Ratatouille, the, the food senses mm-hmm. scenes? It's like that. It's like, um, the weird abstract nature of Inside Out. Yeah. Take that. And apply it to the movie Defending Your Life. Remember Defending Your Life, Albert Brooks, Meryl Streep, the Purgatory, where you gotta go. You're on trial defending oh, yeah. the aspects of your life. So a music teacher dies. A music teacher who wants to be a performer gets to perform a little bit, gets a taste of it, dies. Goes to their soul, then goes to some afterlife, whatever. whatever where you then teach. You can be assigned. He gets assigned to be a teacher. Where he teaches other souls to, have, to develop passions, and then those souls then get put into new bodies. So that's why we have passions, okay. right? Um, so him as a music teacher soul gets paired up with this young new soul that is just like blase about life, can't get passionate about anything. That's what I'm gathering from the little description that I read. So I don't know what it's gonna look like, how it's gonna be, but it sounds strange as fuck. I'm down. I'm interested. I'm very very interested. Uh, June 26th mm-hmm. in the Heights. Yes, uh, this is me having to balance my desire to see more Puerto Ricanness and more Spanishness in movies with my anti-desire for musicals. Yes. That's tough. Mm-hmm. It's a tough world for me to live in, Drew, but unfortunately, I'm going to have to take what I can get. Also coming out that weekend, Top Gun colon Maverick. Have you seen the trailer for In the Heights? Yes. It's got the guy from the Modelo commercial. For which commercial? There's a Modelo commercial. There's a Modelo, and that he's Modelo commercial. In. The lead guy? Yeah. The weird looking lead mm-hmm. guy? Um, I was like, oh, the Modelo guy got a movie. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, it's a, It looks gorgeous. It's, oh, yeah, it does. It, it's John Chu, who, uh, like, he did all the Step Up movies yeah. and Crazy Rich Agents, so it looks great. 
Um, I just hope I can sit through music. I hate musicals. I hate, I'm not a big fan. Um, and then uh, Top Gun Maverick, right? That's another one where, on paper, especially with Tony Scott being dead, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to see no Top Gun. Even with him being alive, yeah. I was like, I'm not that interested. Um, but the trailers are like kind of selling me. Like, yeah. I think it looks pretty. I'm good. interested to see what's gonna happen. And then also, it's um Joseph Kaczynski, who uh he's Fincher's boy, and he's a, a an architect and a designer who did Tron Legacy and Oblivion movies that look incredible. Yeah. And uh, and then they're not that great. But... As long as it looks good. They look amazing. So, I mean, if he, do a decent Top Gun story, make it look amazing, I'm on board. I'm in. July 3rd. Yeah. Free Guy. That Ryan Reynolds movie looks okay. What if a, a GTA avatar, like, became self-aware? Exactly. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, also that weekend, Minions, colon, The Rise of Gru. Obviously, I mean... I, it's not like I had to research. Oh, no. oh, gee, I wonder what this is. The minions. What grew? July 10th. Yes. Ghostbusters colon afterlife. Man, that movie it's is going to get swallowed up, though. July 10th. I know. There's something else coming out July 10th. The Purge 5. That's right. The Purge 5 is going to make all the money July 10th weekend. That's it. So, so there's no reason for anything else to come out July 10th weekend. Wait, am I getting my weekends mixed up? I think so. All the next weekends is the, yeah. is the tenant. Um, Ghostbusters afterlife looks okay. Looks fine. It's weird how it's like. They if they if they do it right, it could be interesting. If they do it right, it can be interesting. It's it's weird how it's like there hasn't been a ghost sighting in thirty years. Like so, we're just erasing the last Ghostbusters yes. movie. Uh, that's sad. So is it an alternate dimension? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Also coming out that weekend. Oh no, next week. Next weekend, July seventeenth. Yeah, Bob's Burgers, the movie. Yeah, apparently they did a Bob's Burgers movie. Well, fuck it, why not? They can all have a movie. And, and Tenet, 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 the Tenet movie looks, that I'm going to see. Tenet looks ridiculous. Uh, super excited. Know very little about it at this point, even with the trailer out. Don't need to know anymore. Nope. Don't want to know anymore. So I have one word for you. Tenet. It's like... Backwards boat. Trains going. I don't know which way. I need some arrows here. for. I don't know if he fell out of... They fall out, or is he climbing up? Yeah, or exactly. Down? Did did he did did he jump down the building, or did he climb up the building? I don't know. I don't know which one he did. Is, is he dropping? <laughs> or is he getting yoked? What's going on? <laughs> uh, yeah, man, that movie's gonna be super exciting. I can't wait. Uh, July twenty fourth. Yep, Jungle Cruise. Yeah, it looks cute. It looks like whatever. Uh, I just can't believe it's from the director of Orphan and the Commuter. That makes no sense. We'll see. Liam Neeson will probably pop up at some point. July thirty first. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Yep, saw this trailer a couple times now. Uh, it's actually a pretty cute trailer. Very meta about the way they approach it. Yeah. Kristen Wiig is in it, and uh, it looks like over-the-top campy comedy. Also that weekend, Morbius. Morbius Living Vampire, Jared Leto, part of the Sony Spidey-verse, Spidey-less-verse, mm -hmm. mostly Spidey-less-verse. Uh, if this is some sort of hit, expect Morbius to pop up. In future MCU stuff, probably uh, not MCU stuff, but Sony CU. So I mean, they're 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 gonna get access to Tom Holland yeah. Spider Man, but it'll be like him with the uh, well. Here, here's the Venom thing: and I, Morbius. I, and... I bet you, if Sony can develop the characters with these actors, if people latch onto them enough, I'm sure Kevin Feige will be like, "Hey, we'll cut you in if you give us Tom Hardy for this fucking Venom we'll, movie." We'll, we'll we'll paste all this stuff yeah. together. Yeah, sure. So yeah, yeah, I can see that happening absolutely. Mm -hmm. Also coming out that uh, no, that's it, that weekend next weekend August seventh. Right, the Empty Man. The Empty Man. It's like the Invisible Man, but it's not. It's weird. We, we're getting two 
um, Invisible People. Invisible People movies. Uh, let me make sure this is the same one because I know we are. This is yeah, and it's an adaptation of um, uh, uh, what do you call it? like a um, anime, a manga? Okay, supernatural horror film. Uh, James Badge Dale, Stephen Root, uh, and it's about uh, it's a comic book movie, and it's about uh, a guy who uh, he's empty. Okay, I mean, who cares? <laughs> also coming up that weekend, Infinite. <laughs> Infinite, which one's Infinite? God, Infinite's another... That one's another adaptation, I think. These fucking generic titles. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Infinite is a movie in which this guy, played by Marky Mark... Oh, yeah, it's an Antoine Fuqua. It's his follow-up to... uh, What did he do? His last movies were Equalizer and Equalizer 2. Uh, It's a sci-fi movie... It was supposed to be Chris Evans for a while. And then it was... Mackie Mack. Mackie Mack. It's Mackie Mack, which is sounds good. Near immortal men and women reincarnate over the centuries. Kind of Highlander-ish. Uh, but without people's heads getting chopped off, they, I assume? Yeah, I assume. They defeat an evil mastermind. The group must rely on a man who suffers from schizophrenia and will have to learn that all his vivid dreams are actually memories from past lives in order to defeat the villain. So Mark Wahlberg plays a guy who they think it's schizophrenia, but really he's just like having memories of all these past, past lives. lives that he's lived because he's one of these near immortals, like sort of mm-hmm. Highlanders. Okay. Kind of Highlanders. Also Dylan O'Brien's in. And our boy, Chewy. August 14th. Chewy, tell you for. Escape Room 2. Uh, yeah, Escape Room surprise. Low budget horror hit. Of 2019, so no, 2018, I think. So there you go. You got a 2020 sequel, guys. If you're fans of the first one, hope you like this one coming out because it's coming. Here we oh, go. Also, that weekend, Malignant. Ma- like a tumor? Malig- malignant is. Oh, God damn it. Malignant. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's a sequel to Kindergarten Cop. It's like, it's not a tumor, but it is malignant. It's a new James Wan movie. Uh, James Wan, it says, like. Little low budget thing he made while uh, producing Conjuring Three and and doing. Oh, did he actually direct Conjuring Three? Um, also based on uh, his own 2011 graphic novel called Malignant Man. So it's something that he wrote previously and is adapted now into a horror film. Also that weekend, nobody. God damn it, nobody is a well. There's a movie called Nobody's Fool. You ever seen nope. that one? This is just nobody. Nobody is the movie in which uh, is this the Invisible Man movie? Okay, I got I got it right here. I felt like I had this one remembered. Oh, yeah, strange. Fucking Bob Odenkirk in an action thriller. That's right. Bob Odenkirk plays him. He's a guy who's like one of these dudes who has a violent past, but he's like, hey, I'm just a normal guy, man. Don't fuck with me. And then someone fucks with him and opens up his violent past. So Bob Odenkirk whips ass. I think so, yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Also that weekend, the one and only Ivan. One and only Ivan is an adaptation of a uh, children's book, and I think it's going to be animated, and it's like animals and stuff, so that's like one of the family movies for, for people there. August 21st, Bill and Ted face the music. Well, obviously, we know what Bill and Ted is. It's their third movie. Hopefully, it's going to be good. Most likely, it will not be. Correct. Uh, August 28th. The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. 
again, kind of low budget, Hitman's Bodyguard. But, uh, People loved it. it. People liked it, made a decent amount of money, so they found a dumb reason, a dumb way to do a sequel. Why not? Also coming out that weekend, Spell. Spell is goddamn the story of Tori Spelling and how she learns the alphabet. From nothing to learn the alphabet. That is correct. It's a horror film, Spell, and it's about uh, a guy who survives a plane crash. An elderly couple takes them in, and then they're like, ooh, these people are, this is not good. So it's one of those things. Okay. Survival, survival horror, uh, horror type thing. And also, you know, sort of like torturous, I guess, maybe. Uh, coming out September 4th, Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter. I don't know the difference between that and monster problems. They're like probably the same thing. So okay. One of them is post-apocalyptic. One of them is not. They both deal with hunting monsters, fighting monsters. There's monsters. People are really concerned with monsters in, in America in 2020. I wonder why. All right. September 11th, The Conjuring, colon, The Devil Made Me Do It. All right. That one, I just want to look up and see whether that one's actually directed by James Wan. The Conjuring. I mean, were the other ones? I haven't seen any of them. I, uh, I saw the first one. The first one's pretty good. Um, I don't think he directed the second one. He definitely did not direct the third one. So, all right. Let me double check here real quick. Conjuring two, uh, yeah, he directed the first two, but not the third one. I liked the first one. I never bothered with the second one. It didn't have as good reviews anyway. So, the the Conjuring, they just straight up go for like seventies horror. Mm-hmm. So it kind of has a bit of a exorcist feel to it in a good way. September eighteenth, The King's Man. Uh, the third Kingsman movie, but it's a prequel. prequel. Yeah, though, yeah, it does not think, look good. I don't think it looks that hot. Um, it is still Matthew Vaughn, so at least it's the same guy doing them all. And he is also working on like an official Kingsman three, which I would know. be a sequel to. I know. one that came out. So I'm not whole, interested for whatever whole, reason. It's got a whole King's universe there. Also, that that weekend, Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. Yeah, so Without Remorse is um, it's kind of interesting because it's uh, Michael B. Jordan. Jack Ryan is Tom Clancy's most popular character, and he's all played by all these white guys. But he has another character that Tom Clancy fans know named John Clark. Okay. He loves these super generic names. That's what right. James Bond has given us, generic names. So John Clark is another guy who goes about doing crazy CIA shit. But he's a black guy. I don't know if he's always a black guy in the books, but this one they just class Michael B. Jordan. For. Okay. And then, um, who, who is directing this? It's called Without Remorse. Yes. Right? I think they're they're going for a kind of oh you know what now I remember this makes you think that they're going for kind of a more hard edged sort of Tom Clancy thing because it's written by Tyler Sheridan who wrote the Sicario one and two mm-hmm. he wrote and directed Hell and Hell or High Water um, so yeah definitely harder right and then it's directed by this I think he's an Italian guy the guy who directed the second Sicario. No, okay. Which is like a gotcha. it's a hard movie. Yeah. So just based on that, I'm like, oh, what direction so, so are they? Maybe taking it's Tom this? Clancy with balls. It seems like a, like a tougher Tom Clancy. Mm. Yeah, tougher than normal Tom Clancy. Um, so there you go. All right. September 25th, last night in Soho. That's the new Edgar Wright, and he's making a horror film. And also that weekend, the Many Saints of Newark. That's the Soprano Sopranos prequel. That takes place in the like the late 60s. There were some riots that happened in Newark. The original title of the movie was just Newark. Um, 
they changed it to the Magic Simpsons Network, and then also put it out in theaters, which I think is a surprise. There we go. Yeah. Uh, also coming out that weekend, Praise This. I take it that's the other Christian exploitation. Hey, praise this. Oh, praise, praise, praise these. these. Praise these. You want to praise this? I tell you to praise that. Praise my nuts. I think it's um uh, uh about choirs, youth choirs get together for like a youth singing competition. So it's a, qu- I, a choir off? It's a choir off. It's like... Uh, it's like Pitch Perfect for Jesus. It's Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect for Jesus is absolutely what it is. Coming out October 2nd, Bios. Or is it Bios? How would you pronounce that? I think it's Bios as in like multiple Bios, biographies, Bios. But I think it, it plays off of the the um, computer term. Oh, so it's like Bios? Yes, precisely. Okay. And it's, uh, again, Tom Hanks. And he plays Finch, the last man on Earth. He's uh, an inventor, and he makes a robot to help keep his dog safe. Because he's like, I'm going to die, but his dog needs a protector. So he makes a robot. So that's where the computer thing comes in. Okay. Um, so there you go. Bios. Also coming out that weekend, Venom 2. Venom 2 comes out. Andy Circus's Venom 2. So hopefully it'll be better. We'll see. Than the first one. We'll see. October 9th. Yeah. Death on the Nile. That's uh, Kenneth Branagh's Death on the Nile, and it's, uh, excuse me, the full title would actually be Kenneth Branagh's Agatha Christie's Death on the Nile. Yeah, do another Agatha Christie. Yeah, God damn it, Yeah, it's so much fun doing... Um, Kenneth Branagh's Agatha Christie's Murder, Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yep. Also coming out that weekend, Fatale. Fatale, as in Femme Fatale. So this is about a, a lady who is a uh, Femme Fatale of some sort. Damn. Um, Fatal movie. Is it Charlie Starin? Probably not. It's uh, what's her name? Hilary Swank, a married man, Michael Ealy, that black guy with the crazy like blue eyes <laughs> or gray eyes. Look him up, Michael Ealy. He's like this overly handsome guy that looked like someone drew him, and then he just walked off a page and came to life. It's so annoying. He's on a lot of TV and stuff. E A L Y is his last name. Um. Oh, yeah, that guy. That guy. And then this sounds like it's so 90s. It's like a fatal attraction type thing. He's married. Um, he gets outwitted and morally manipulated by a mysterious woman. Ooh. After they have a one-night stand. And it's Hillary Swank. Also coming out that weekend, Respect. That's the Aretha Franklin movie. Big ups. Uh, big ups, Respect. I wish it was a Jamaican. I'd be going crazy with that. It's Aretha Franklin, uh, Jennifer Hudson. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Yeah, exactly. Also coming out that weekend, The Witches. The Witches. Roald Dahl and Zemeckis. Yes, I uh, put that in there to remind me that it is Robert Zemeckis' adaptation of Roald Dahl's The Witches. So it is not a sequel to The Witch, unfortunately. Coming on October 16th. But it is a Roald, uh, it's the Robert Zemeckis movie. Snake Eyes. The G.I. Joe Snake Eyes movie. They, they made a, a fucking whole movie just based on Snake Eyes. Can you believe it? His origin is going to be nowhere as cool as it is in Transformers and G.I. Joe, the graphic novel. Oh, yeah. We're One the, of the... That's the bird's be- own face. The, there's only, Chris, there's only two things to stop the bleeding. Yeah. Time and fire. I don't have any time. I'm out of time. And then it shows him cutting the heads off bunch of bullets mm-hmm. throwing the gunpowder in his face and lighting it on fire well, that would just kill him fucking heart <laughs> core that, that, would, that would just kill that man <laughs> he'd be dead he'd be a dead man also coming out that weekend halloween kills yep the uh the, essentially the second halloween movie in a new trilogy that 
got started with the Halloween one that came out uh, a couple years ago. I'm, I'm interested. All all the same people come back. David Gordon Green writing, directing. Danny McBride writing. All the same actors, actresses. Jamie Lee Curtis is back. I'm into it. Yeah, definitely. All right. Next up is where well, I lost my spot. That was uh, October. Blah, blah, blah. Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that was October 16th. Yeah. October 23rd. Everybody's talking about Jamie. Everybody talking about Jamie. So this is um, the TV movie sequel to Everybody uh, Hates Chris. Remember that one? Vaguely. How about Everybody Loves Raymond? Is that a funnier joke? No. <laughs> Everybody is talking about Jamie. Mm-hmm. Is the movie in which Jamie, played by a dude by the name of this guy Arnon is that right I don't know um what's is there anything even interesting it's a British American oh Drew yeah you'll like this it's a musical oh, not interested everybody's talking about Jamie yeah it's uh I think it's um Broadway it's okay. a, it's I think it's a popular Broadway thing uh that people are going to uh be very excited about who are already in the know but we're not in the know also coming up that weekend it's not for us those who wish me dead Taylor Sheridan that's a new Taylor Sheridan. That's all. That's all. The only thing I really know about. Uh, again, like like I mentioned earlier, uh, the guy who did uh, Hell or High Water and all that stuff. So I mean, it could be pretty tough. Could be a tough old movie about men doing man stuff. November sixth. I'm a man. Marvels the Eternals. Don't you get it? I'm a man. Um, the second of two Marvel movies. This one um, has a super ripped new Kumail Nanjiani. Super, did you see that picture? Yeah. Mega. What mega, the fuck? Mega ripped Nanjiani. Looks very funny. Um, it's got a wild cast, Angelina, Angelina Jolie making her MCU debut, all those people playing, um, yeah. Sam Hayek making her debut, all those people playing gods, essentially. Yeah. Um, and Kevin Feige has already been promoting it as like, this is going to be our most like out there movie so far. I'm looking forward to yeah, it. It's our most, most different. Because they've one. gone some places already. Yeah. So this will be pretty wild. Um, what's his name? Jon Snow is playing comic book Jon Snow, essentially. Is, play, like, is he playing? Who's he playing? Black Knight. Black Knight. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah so he's just coming. Yeah. Yeah. He, he has to give, give him a sword. Yeah. He had a sword. What are you talking about? He had a sword. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. Give him back his sword. Now th- th- this one's actually Excalibur. Oh, so. oh okay. Oh, Goddamn Excalibur. I'm so sick of Excalibur. <laughs> it's the it's the way Marvel weaved it into, you know. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Also coming out that weekend, Stillwater Limited, Tom McCarthy. Uh, Tom McCarthy is the guy who wrote and directed movies like The Visitor and um, The Station Agent, Win Win, like all good movies. He also did a bad Adam Sandler movie, The Cobbler, which is on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he's not a a great, not a perfect track record. Oh, and I think his last movie may have been Spotlight. Okay. Maybe. So, I mean, he's a very good dramatic director. He's also started as an actor. He played a significant role in HBO's The Wire. Mm. So there you go. The new Tom McCarthy. On uh, November 13th, Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> a live action one, too. So prepare to be horrified at the sight of a big red dog. A, a giant CG red dog tramping around someone's house. Also coming out that weekend, Deep Water. Another Tom McCarthy movie. Is it? That's what it says. I think that was, that's a typo. Um, Deep Water, one word or two? Two. Deep Water, 2020. This one is a uh, psychological thriller. Oh, this one's Adrian Lin. This one's crazy because Adrian Lin hasn't made a movie since um, that Diane Lane movie, Unfaithful, from like 2002. Oh, yeah. 
And in the 90s, Adrian Lin was all about the... I mean, Unfaithful is as well the um, the sexual drama. You know, those type mm-hmm. of movies. Yeah. And that's what this is, Deep Water. Produced by 20th Century Fox, but now being released by Disney. So really, it's their first like kind of sex thriller that mm-hmm. they released theatrically in like 20 years or something. Interesting. Which is really funny. It's like by accident. They didn't mean to do it. But now they got this movie... And they're going to put it out. And also coming out that weekend, Red Notice on Netflix. Red Notice is um, The Irishman is their biggest budget film at $160 million. That's about to be beaten by Red Notice, which is like $180 million movie. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. Dwayne Johnson. It's Ryan Reynolds. Uh, and Netflix won a gigantic bidding war for this thing, actually. Was it a bidding war or did Universal? No. Universal is going to make it. And then when the movie got turned in with a huge budget, they got scared. And then Netflix came up and they're like, yo, we got you. We got $180 million. You want $180 million? Give us your movie. So it's uh, some huge action movie, probably sci-fi thing. Dwayne Johnson, Ryan Reynolds. And it's going to be a big thing. Also, okay, uh, November 20th, Godzilla v. Kong. Godzilla, that's supposed to come out during the summer. It got pushed a few months so they can uh, do have more time for the effects and stuff like that. So I think that's a good idea. And uh, I hope it's fun. From the director of The Guest. And also coming out that weekend, Happiest Season, says Stuart slash M. Davis. Oh, okay, yes. The Happiest Season is, um, see, that's why I put those notes in there. This is Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis. And uh, it's like a, I guess it would be a holiday comedy where Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis, they um, are uh, a couple, and Stewart wants to propose to Davis's character and she wants to do it at their like their holiday party, their Christmas party, whatever. Turns out though, uh oh, Mackenzie Davis character hasn't come out yet to her parents. To oh. her Oh shit. To her conservative religious parents. Oh, oh. okay. So it's uh, a yeah. coming uh-huh. out lesbian comedy with Kristen's I I just wanna see Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis kiss. Is yeah. that is that gross of me? Yeah. Am I a man? Sure. <laughs> also, uh, November twenty fifth. I'm woke. I'm woke. This is, right, th- these on, are man. our Thanksgiving movies. I still, I still watch porn like an animal. I can't be, I can't be a uh, good two shoes all the time. It's fucking gross. What was that? What did you say? I'm sorry. November twenty fifth. Um, it's it's a Wednesday. Program. It's for Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, it's important. So no, King Richard. King Richard is the uh, the the Dick King. Is uh, God damn, which one's King Richard? I mean, it's probably about King Richard. But which one? No, it's not though. That's the thing. Ha! Oh. See? Aha! That's the thing, Drew. <laughs> Probably by a guy named Dick who thinks he's awesome. It's not. It's not a uh, King Richard. Is a Will Smith movie. He plays Richard Williams, the father to Venus and Serena Williams. Oh, okay. There we go. Serena. King Richard. So it's a it's, yeah. a it's a dickhead who thinks he's a king. Yeah. King Richard. It's a yeah, the Serena Venus Williams. Sorry, sorry. All right. Uh, also coming out that weekend, Raya and the Last Dragon. Um, that is a Disney animated movie. All right. So yeah, it's just that's our note. Disney animated. Uh, December eleventh. Crazy title. Samaritan. Samaritan is. Um, I think it's gonna be a dark comedy, action comedy. Sort of comic book movie about someone who goes looking for a, a superhero who who went into like hiding or whatever who retired essentially, and uh, and that person that superhero is going to be played by Sylvester Stallone. Oh, okay, gotcha. 
Yeah, so there you go. Uh, December 18th, coming to America. Yeah, that's the... See Bad Boys for Life. That's how you fucking yeah. title your goddamn sequel. Mm-hmm. You see Zoolander 2, <laughs> idiots. Zoolander. Zoolander, you morons. Was even in your marketing, you didn't call it that. Um, coming to America. And then how do you differentiate bet- between the two? It's on the emphasis. One's two, yeah. one's two. Yeah, but I mean, and speaking of it, you say, yeah. look, what did you see? Did you see Coming to America? No, I saw Coming I mean, to, to America. America. Like, oh, it wasn't as good, was it? No, no it's not as good. never is. That's what the conversation's yes. going to be. Mm-hmm. I'll still see it, though. Also that weekend. And that's a Netflix movie, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Also that weekend, West Side Story. Steven Spielberg, Senor Spielbergos, West Side Story. Uh, him and his uh, Jewish writing partner feel like we want to tell the story about Puerto Rican gangsters. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the antithesis of In the Heights. <laughs> it's uh, still a musical, though. <laughs> God damn it, it's still a musical. And last but certainly not least, Dune. Yes, Dune got pushed a full month from November to December. Uh, I wonder if that was more of a, a release thing. Because, I mean, what's 30 days of, yeah. like... Mm-hmm. effects we're gonna do um yeah dune deniva nueve is dune his first of two dune movies which will also lead into a dune tv show the the women of the the benegazert women um oh god i can't wait I have a full year i have to, something to look forward to a full year there's a reason to, to be alive in december of next year chris yeah, there's, <laughs> there's, there's a reason to hold on if i can just make it this december 18th of next year i get to see dune we get us oh, we gotta make it to dune yeah um yeah december 18th god god damn it december 23rd can't wait that's all i can say i just yeah. can't wait that's all i can say december 23rd we've got the croods 2 yeah, um, the uh, Christmas is on a Friday this year, yeah. so they're getting a jump on it with a Wednesday release. Uh, I'm kind of surprised. I, I didn't think the cruise was that popular or made that much money, but I guess it did. And Tom and Jerry, the movie. And then a Tom and Jerry movie. So going, uh, obviously, family heavy so far yep. for the Christmas week. But it's January now, so some of these release dates for the end of the year, expecting to move around, other things to come up on our radar, et cetera, et cetera. And last but certainly not least, December 25th, News of the World. News of the World is... Is that another... Do we get three Tom Hanks movies this year? Goddamn. Motherfucker's working. It is kind of ridiculous. Let me double check this one. News of the World is... Yeah, it's another Tom Hanks movie. And it's... Now, this one's strange because it's... um, A Texan travels across the Wild West to help rescue a young girl who has been kidnapped. So it's a Western, right? Tom Hanks. But directed by Paul Greengrass, who does like... Born movies and stuff saying. like that. And United 93. It has an v- extremely contemporary feel to his filmmaking. So how is how are you going to make a shaky cam, doc- fake documentary style Western? A lot of shots from horses. <laughs> We're just going to put a cameraman on a horse. God damn it. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, a lot of sh- shots being partially obscured by manes and yep. cacti. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is going to work. Uh, also that weekend, The Tomorrow War. The Tomorrow War is, um, it sort of sounds sort of Edge of Tomorrow-ish, where it has to do with, like, people's memories. That's why it's like, it's the Tomorrow War. So it's like people's memories and using the memories to, to prepare for a battle that's about to happen, already happened. I don't know. It's Chris Pratt and... Uh, sci-fi. And, and sci-fi. And lastly, Chris, The Last Duel. It's a limited release. Is this the one about the last legal duel? Yeah. 
It is. I saw I saw a little the article on Glass that. Glass Eagle duel, which happened, I think, in the 1800s, yeah. and it's Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, and they worked together on the screenplay, and it's uh, Ridley Scott directed it. Ridley Scott, who uh, famously for uh, Ridley Scott fans know that his first movie is The Duelist. And now he's doing The Last Duel. <gasps> he's not playing the Tony Scottus, are you, Ridley? Monitor all bridges <laughs> in the greater LA area. Does he live in England? Monitor all English bridges and dams just in case he tries to drown himself to be different. Um, so there you go. Those are all your movies coming out this year. That we know of so far. That we know of so far. I'm uh, sure things will change. Stuff will get moved around. Things moves will get added. New mutants will explode in a fire. We'll never get to see it probably. But uh, there you go. So Dune is probably the one we're looking forward to the most. Yes. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's as what, of right now, that's yeah. That's the one that towers above the rest. Yeah. As, uh, it's like it, it's like a looming mountain in the distance. Yeah. It's like I can see the peak of it, but I, I but I know as I get closer, like the mountain is just going to get bigger and I'm re- I'm far away. Yeah. Like, yeah <laughs> this thing keeps growing in size. Um, all right, so there you go. That's it for a new episode this week. It's 365. 365 up and down. Drew, thank you very much. You're sir. welcome. And you listeners are welcome for this week's show. It's time for our Patreon. They're all the good stuff. We'll be back with 366 before you know it. A PFT Media Production.